<laughs> yes, you're correct. This is the least amount of prep we put into <laughs> starting starting a podcast. But we felt the energy, man. We're just going to go with it. <laughs> just jumping straight on the train. No, just jumping back. straight on the train. Exactly. Yes, How you good, brother? I'm good, bro. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Nice busy week. How about yourself? Yeah, yeah. Same, same, same. Like some good, interesting man. revelations and stuff over the course of a week. Uh, just, just, it, just life stuff. I'm looking forward to hearing about it. I'm looking forward to hearing about it. Yeah, man. Go yeah, on. Uh, so, we, yeah. Did you, do you want to join? I'm going to get straight into the name. The name yeah, man. Hungry Eyes Brown. Hungry Eyes Brown. Hungry Eyes Brown, right? So the inspiration for this name is because of all the plates we've got spinning right now. And, okay. and just, just the conversation that we had midweek and mm. conversations with other people. Um, I think I think it's it's uh, it's made me feel like everywhere I'm looking, I'm just like, oh shit, there's opportunity there. Oh shit, there's, there's, oh, nice. there's something, something to be gleamed here. So um, the, the, phrase, the phrase hungry eyes, I, 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 hope, I hope it doesn't come across like a weird, like, uh, <laughs> why are your eyes so hungry? Like, look at us, look at somebody like you want to eat them. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> eyes are too big for the belly right now yeah too right man too right so that that's that that's the uh the inspiration for the name is that a lot of different avenues man a lot of different avenues where we can split some attention and we can we can put some put some effort into and i'm just looking forward to it i'm looking forward to it Mm. i hope hope people out there can can say the same about things in their life because it's a it's a big big period of growth and just fun man just super fun yeah, man. Beautiful, riding man. this, riding this train. I, I don't know if you saw uh, uh, Nick Daniels' Instagram post. Um, he mm-hmm. was he, he post put a really nice post out. I think it was last week, um, mm-hmm. and he tagged me in it. And he was like, oh, "Having having good people around you that kind yeah. of have good conversation and you can kind of vibe off of." Um, and it was just it was just a, just a nice kind of gratifying post. And he, and he tagged me in it. He was saying like kind of person like that myself and. Um, I quoted a guy in in the comment section who uh, Derek Woodski, who I've, I've been talking about a few mm. times, and I think on the podcast I mentioned him to yourself as well. And uh, he's he's like an old school OG uh, of PT of strength and conditioning of just being a bad man. And um, I quoted a quote. I quoted a quote of his saying that um, the the train of success doesn't stop at the station. You just have to see it and grab it and jump on it. And uh, you there's no time to slow down for it. You have to just kind of keep rolling faster and faster and faster and then do the work on the back end to make sure that you're 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 ready to 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 be present in the room you know what i mean you can't be kind of sleeping when that train's about to roll by so um yeah that's that, that's that's kind of been the experience of this last week where seeing all these opportunities pop up everywhere and clients yeah. pop, up, pop up as well and just generally everything's moving at a very very fast pace which is which is great um but then realizing that i can't be burning the candle at all ends um yeah. and basically sometimes not showing up in the room and missing and missing. Like for instance, this week I had a lecture with Nick Daniel and I actually missed it because I overslept. Um, And it was just one of those where I was just like, what the hell? Like that, that shouldn't be happening. But it was the only reason I overslept was because I've been up since, well, I've been up really, really late working and trying to get things done on other projects so that I can show up for that project. But then you do that and you end up kind of burning the candle at both ends and waking up in the morning and be like, Oh, I've had shit sleeping. We've been talking about these uh, these whoop bands that everyone's yeah, probably man. sick of us talking about, but um, <laughs> they measure, measure your yeah, they measure your sleep. Yeah. That sponsorship's coming, G. That sponsorship's yeah, exactly. Coming. 
<laughs> I need it, man. I'm giving him so much money already so far. <laughs> I know. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's been measuring my sleep has just been crap all week. And you look at it, and sometimes it's like uh, you motivates you obviously to do better with your sleep. But then when you think you do well, and then all of a sudden you wake up in the next day and you're just like, oh, it's still shit. My body is yeah. still kind of burnt out. But um, yeah, it just teaches you. It teaches you, right? It teaches you when you're when you're doing well. It teaches you when you're doing bad. Um, it's just a case of just balancing all that shit out, man. So that's that's been that's been my weekend in a summary. Yeah, picked up, man. That's it's a good point. In uh, the the more you take on, the more you have to do the recovery. Mm. Yeah, and like because uh, we've talked about it before as well. That saying of um, that Zen saying, which is you should meditate an hour a day, but if you're too busy, you should meditate for three hours a day. And the point <laughs> is, is like, yeah. yeah, it's brilliant, right? It's like because uh, you just realize that the more you take on, and mm. the more uh, the more you do the busier you get, you need to spend more time reconnecting with yourself and making sure you're getting that baseline level of recovery in so that you're uh, you're able to take on all these different challenges. Yeah, man. Yeah, and then I said to you, we had a chat midweek, and I said to you that I think it was Tuesday night, um, play, praying last uh, last like prayer of the day. And uh, usually it's just kind of, I'll, I'll, I'll pray off for like, we'll pray for like 10 minutes, and then I'll jump up and... Um, Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so usually I pray for 10, 15 minutes and then get up and just crack on with getting, getting to bed. But I remembered what you'd said and I was like, I'm super busy. So I'm just going to put it into practice straight away. And it was weird because uh, the first 10 minutes of prayer get you to a certain place. But then if you allot the next 10 minutes, that same kind of practice, it's, it's like you go deeper into the rabbit hole. And you end up kind mm. of finding more peace. It's like it's like a next level of peace, and it's weird because you don't think yeah. it would work like that. You think, oh well, I have to get back to doing my other things. And I have to be super busy, but really, by taking a bit more time to chill yourself out, like you said, the word you, the word you use, reconnect with yourself, which I think is the best way to put it, because you can connect with yourself so much in X amount of time, but if you spend a bit more time, you're just going to connect with yourself deeper, and you end up going about the next task with a bit more mindfulness and a bit more forethought in terms of oh i'm happy that i'm doing this as well and then mm -hmm. the task doesn't weigh so heavy on you so it's it's yeah. it's just uh it's um it affects the whole process yeah you know, you're that, refueling you're, you're refueling yourself right in like in a different way like you're getting that kind of like this spiritual refueling but it's that uh, it's uh, it replenishes your soul it replenishes mm -hmm. more of you so you can give more to all these opportunities that you've uh, taken on too right man too right it's great great way of summarizing it. and um it worked it, it totally worked where where in the week um i've not done it and i have done it and not done it and have done it i've definitely realized that the going slow now to go fast later on is mm. is another way of putting it but it's so legit man it's so legit so yeah anybody out there who who's struggling with mm. keeping all the plates spinning and kind of being keeping your head above water definitely stop and do that because it's almost like taking a like we discussed i think it was last podcast or the podcast before taking a breath in the moment where you know you're getting a bit heated and just mm. taking a step back to look at yourself and watch yourself it just gives you that time you're literally just giving yeah. your body that time to just stop and uh and just change the pace yeah man it's like uh it's change the pace you like uh you it's one of those things you can't really take a break from as well mm, that's, def mm. that's definitely something that i've learned um which is uh you know because you can get to uh, i it's very much basically like physical training 
you know um i, I find that if i start thinking about things in that in the through the paradigm of physical training then it's like you know what do you need to do to mm. get the results you're looking for for physical training is like well i need to put myself under a little bit of eustress so good kind of stress and keep adapting and the way i make those adaptations is through consistent change and then i just set a new baseline and it's the same thing with this kind of work where you know you've taken uh, like you take on all these different opportunities you throw yourself out there in all these different kinds of ways and it's easier for you to burn out so you need to still spend that uh, consistent effort to keep raising your baseline so you don't burn out and um, and structuring it so that you're getting it in as well and making sure that you're able to do that um yeah there's there's yeah, i've got like loads of thoughts like spinning on uh, on that kind of thing as well million percent man million percent that's that's do you know what you you've, you've sparked a thought in my head which is i've got i've got to shout out jordan shallow because i've listened to a webinar of his this week where he's talking about programming and it was a mm. really interesting thought right what you've said definitely ties in and he's like uh apparently there's a show in the u.s called chopped i've not seen it i don't know if it's on the yeah, food it. food net it's a it's a it's a cooking show right so um right. basically you the premise is that you get a uh uh, a bag of flour, some butter, and like a few ingredients, and they tell you to make something. And um, he he gave the analogy of like somebody coming to the desk with or coming to the countertop with like a pack of cigarettes and a bottle of Jack Daniels and say, "I'm making a cheesecake." It's mm. like, how the fuck's that gonna happen? Like, it's just not gonna work, <laughs> right? And um, the way the way you've just put it is like you've got to do the work to keep those ingredients good. So it's like mm. if you if you do the work on the back end, as in your meditation and your your connection with your brain, you're almost like going out into the garden and cultivating your vegetables and your fruits and your and your strawberries mm. and your and your all, all the things that you, all the ingredients that you need to make up a good life. You're you're doing the work on the back end, and then you're going forward with that with that work, and you're exactly. putting it into the world, and you're kind of moving with a lot more clarity, a lot more thought, and the things you're doing are it's bedding in a bit a lot better. Whereas if you're just constantly redlining and you're going to the table with, with a bottle of red bull and you're, and you're just like i want to have a, a three-course meal it's like how how's this gonna happen no, yeah. we're not gonna we're not gonna get that three-course meal you know what i mean it's like yeah go home go home plant some seeds water that seed yeah. sit there while the seed germinates and just that's the process right that's the process yeah. of doing all this stuff so um yeah that's that's the connection it made in my head man yeah that's that's yeah. nice there's uh uh yeah it definitely uh there's I think I've heard like Zen sayings and stuff as well, which are like, you know, just about watering that plant or um, like sowing that, like properly, like laying that seed in the soil, mm. doing everything that you said. And that's just, yeah, just a metaphor for um, cultivating any, any kind of uh, beneficial practice into a lifestyle habit, which also means that you live your life better. And again, it raises, raises the baselines, right? Um, and like what you, what you basically talking about as well with regards to just spending a bit longer during prayer. And that can be like anything as well. It could literally be um, like, that's one of the great things about uh, prayer is kind of, it's like, it's akin to a gratitude practice, right? Mm. So it's like, it's just, uh, um, I like one of the things you do is just like, you know, you, you give thanks, right? And, uh, and so again, it just like now it ties back into, uh, the, the science of it as well, which is the neurosciences of it is sort of like the research is showing that that kind of thing is imperative to raising your levels of happiness and raising your levels of, um, 
contentment with mm. your like, current surroundings. Even if things ain't going so well, there's always something to be grateful for. And then what that does is, is nourishes your ability to strive forward to the things that you want to do. So it makes you more aware of that train that's coming by. Which which ain't stopping, and it gives you gives you the the juice to be able to catch that train while it, mm. while it doesn't stop at that station, and uh, that's just that success train. So there's um, there's 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 loads of reasons for it um, for for it to be something that's a main a part of somebody's life, and then on top of that, it's also um, it just goes back to that physical training analogy as well. It's not something that just happens; it's something that you've got to uh, make happen, yeah. and then the more you make it happen. Um, the stronger that that muscle becomes, basically, the stronger that your body becomes, the stronger your mind becomes in this instance. And what I was saying about it being something that you just can't really have any days off from because you can, like, you can feel strong, right? So now what, we, like, uh, again, like, re like studies show that you know, if you don't do any kind of uh, muscular, like, strength or strength training it takes about three weeks before you start to lose those gains mm. um so first thing is is for people who think they have to be training uh to um to make sure they don't lose their gains like if you take a day off is like you're going to lose your gains like no that's not how it works right but uh but the second thing is is like if you decide that if you know if you fall off the if you fall off the wagon then those gain you start to go in reverse and you're going to have to do some work to get yourself back up to a level that you just built yourself up to right and it's the same thing with that kind of practice it's the same thing with that kind of mindset practice because i've noticed it as well where i'll have like uh, some good days where i've like done really well um i've been productive which is also fed into my state of mind I'm like, oh, cool, this is great. And then I've fallen off the, the mm -hmm. mindset practice, whereas, um, you know, you just kind of take it for granted, basically. You're like, oh, no, no, I'm good now. I'm good. And uh, and then, like, several days later, I'm a bit more of in a haze. I'm a bit more fuzzy. Um, I'm not thinking as clearly as I would do. Um, I'm not as productive as I would like to be. And then I'm a little bit more agitated. So I've lost, like, uh, I've lost a good, healthy mind to be taking on challenges from and it's like why does that happen and i think about it, i'm like oh you fucking dickhead it's because you just go out of the routine you know you lost your consistency it's like what happens if you lose your consistency with physical training you you fall back what happens if you lose your consistency with your mindset practice with staying on top of your recovery you fall back you don't feel as good so it's the same like there is not really any days off from it you can get better at it so that you could spend less time on it um, but there's really there's really no days off from it because as soon as you start doing that, you start to you start to trip yourself up a bit. Makes total sense, man. Makes total sense. I remember getting told once when I was in uh, I was in year year eight or year nine, I think year eight, uh, by a teacher called Mr. Fox. Shout out, Mr. Fox, if you listen to this, yeah. man. He was, he was, he was Mr. Fox. Yeah, <laughs> he was he was our PE teacher when we were in secondary school, and um, we were talking about this atrophy from training. Having mm. uh, having made gains, and I don't know whether he was citing something that was in a book or it was just the research at the time, but it was like I think he said it was like four days of training and then one day off, and you lose the gains or something. I, or maybe it was maybe he said something different. My mind just heard that you can train four days in a row, you take that day off, and it's like you've lost all that progress. So what I heard was 
no days off. Mm. I'm just like, <laughs> straight to the gym. I'll be at the gym. Constantly. Legit, that stuck in my head. Like, it was, <laughs> this is science. Like, this is science. Yeah, I, can't, yeah. I can't be... Uh, <laughs> I can't be taking days off. That was uh, that was that was the way I took that. Uh, but to be honest, it helped me. Right? Helped me be to be like overly literal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just be like, yep, that's it. But, but you're, you're totally right, man. You're totally right. It's uh, and just like that, that little microcosm of me listening to your advice and going from ten minutes to twenty minutes. All of a sudden, like that extra ten minutes on the end, it totally changed my perspective. And mm. like, who's to say that 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 ten twenty minutes? The next day or the next day or the next day won't get me deeper and deeper and deeper like i'm i'm i could be on the edge of like you know that like you've seen that that picture where the guy's digging and he and he stops digging and the gold is just here oh yeah and then the other guy the other guy keeps digging and like the gold's further away but there's still gold there right so it's like hmm. I, I could be right on the precipice of something massive but because i didn't put the extra time in to do it i won't ever know about it you know what i mean like mm -hmm. that that's uh that's super sad but yeah you you, you got to kind of put yourself in the room and then, like you said, you put yourself in the room consistently. And then when that train starts, like, hauling ass by, oh, shit, it's time to run. Like, let's, let's get after it. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I completely completely see that. And, uh, yeah, everything you can, you can kind of link this back to, I'm sure people listening will say that we do the same thing and say the same thing. Shit that you put the effort into consistently always works out. It always mm. works out, whether it's a relationship, whether it's work, whether it's studies, anything. Training, like you said, yeah, 100%. 100%. Mm. And if it doesn't work out in that moment, your your wantingness to do it will bring you in line with people who help you work it out that's mm. that's a that's yeah. a firm belief that i'll have is like kind of I'm, I'm you're just somebody who's about it and uh your being about it will definitely put you in the room with other people who are also about it and you'll mm. uh, like like me and you like kind of this this um this already came about because you were about it i was like so, eh, kind of shilly 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 shallying around it and then uh it's like oh yeah let's just do it and here we are yeah yeah here we are man. it's it's so true it's uh it just helps you level up you put it out there it's like uh the funny thing is the universe has a bit of a way of uh making making shit work out for you it's like you just have to kind of ask for it and start moving towards that thing and then you know before you know it those people start to show up around you and uh yeah it's uh i, I know I, i've experienced that for sure is like you know you just kind of level up in your um in your mode of thinking or in what you want out of life and then when that starts to happen you start to start to meet the kind of people who are about that life as well and uh, yeah it makes uh, makes a big difference kind of like yeah like yeah like us as well is uh, the like uh like for example doing jiu-jitsu right then like uh, a big reason i do it is to help me level up as a human being because there's a lot of things that it shows me about myself which um which are really hard to come to terms with it to be like oh man that's that's something that needs to work that needs working on and uh, realizing things that i didn't even know were there right and that's the thing but because it's such a visceral thing is grappling it's like your your failures are right there like straight away somebody's choking you out like yeah it's because you failed to defend yourself basically right <laughs> it's, it's right there in front of your face um and so it's done it's done some amazing things for that but you know i met you through doing jiu-jitsu right so I've met my housemates, my flatmates through doing jujitsu. And um, I can't tell you how happy I'm to be living with these two people as well, because just the, you know, just my life experience is so much better off as a, as a result of that. And, um, and it just eventually just kind of came together where we ended up living together as well. So um, yeah, and you just do the kind of things that help you level up and you meet the kind of people that help you level up at the same time. Too right, man. 
too right. It's, uh, it's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting how it works. But I think I think you, you at a certain point, like uh, I was talking to my client uh, earlier in the week about having um, what was she saying? She was saying that um, imposter syndrome. Yes, like imposter syndrome. Yeah, and uh, the way she was describing it was like she almost felt like she wasn't quite that person. Like, yeah, that, that's imposter syndrome, right? Where you feel like you're not quite the person who should be giving advice or, or kind of uh, being in that room. But but inherently, I think it's at, at some level, unless you know that your 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 intentions are completely impure and you're not you're not somebody who really does have somebody's best intentions at heart or or like all the intentions to if you're just consistently going to fake something, then yeah, you should have that imposter syndrome. But if you're somebody who just feels like your level compared to somebody else's level is maybe a little bit less, it's totally fine. Like like you can't be. You, you, the fact that you're pushing yourself to be there in the first place—that's the thing you should focus on. You know what I mean? In, mm. in, that, in that kind of environment, and um, as a result of kind of being people, meeting people in jujitsu and, and whatever, there'll be techniques and there'll, there'll be situations in life that I just won't do as well as you will, and vice versa. That's 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 the thing that people should kind of focus on rather than focusing on the feeling of oh, um, should I even be doing this, or am I even worthy of doing this, or am I kind of faking this? I uh, yeah, I I don't think that's that's really a necessary and a needed thought to have. I think it's more just to to focus on the fact that it's a process, it's a journey, mm-hmm. and put yourself in the room first, and then just leave the uh, the other things that kind of doubt and things that pull you back. You've almost mm-hmm. got to just block those voices out. And I think tying it back to what you were saying earlier about meditating on the fact that you're doing these things and slowing your mind down to be like, yeah, the intention is pure. I'm doing these things. They're working out for me. They're working out for people around me. I'm happy about it. That would just help to dispel all the doubt and just keep you in the room and be like, oh, I'm focused. I'm happy I'm here. And the more the more the opportunity opens up to you, the more you're ready to just mm-hmm. take a hold of it and keep going with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, um, it's, the, the funny thing, the interesting thing about imposter syndrome is it's actually it's more likely to affect people who do give a shit. And it's mm. like, because... Um, you you care about so it happens a lot in coaching industry it's like you care a lot about the outcome of the person and uh, and it's your job to help them through that outcome so you constantly if you care about what you do um there's a potential that you constantly just feel like you're not good enough to be helping this person through this problem and uh, because you just kind of look around you're like oh man there's so many people around who you know, I've been in the game for longer than me. Why is this person trusting me with it? It's like, I can say it from experience because um, it happens often where I just kind of go through that you know, imposter syndrome where you're just like, where I'm just like, oh, you know, here's a challenge is pushing me to the edge of my capacity to help this person. And I'm like, am I good enough to be able to help this person and see it through? And it's, um, yeah, and it can it can be pretty, yeah, confidence shattering. It can be soul destroying if you let it be. Um, but for whatever reason, even while suffering from that, on the occasion, I've still pushed through it because I've just, I'm just determined to learn how to do better. And um, and yeah, so it's and then it's um, and so if you're somebody who's like uh, you know you, you, you like the the kind of person you described at the beginning, which is um, you don't really care have the best person's best interests at heart, you're just interested in lying to them about um, you know. Uh, your level of 
capacity or whatever it might be so you won't necessarily suffer from imposter syndrome because mm. you just have that like false sense of uh, confidence Entitled, about yourself entitlement, right? yeah, yeah, yeah entitlement false sense of confidence um uh whereas the other the other person who's a little bit more grounded might have might have that about them but then it's also there's um again from personal experience the thing i've started doing more is understanding my capacity like understanding the traits and the skills that i have and the ones that i want to develop and then that lessens the imposter syndrome a lot because mm -hmm. you start to become more in tune with what your what your own uh what your own capacity is on a realistic level so it's not just like um you know, again jiu-jitsu is another prime example where you can't really get away with that kind of thing where you just like you think you're the shit and then you just get smashed like uh by somebody who in theory is not it's not as good as you so you're a blue belt and you're like oh yeah i'm blue belt now look at me look at me go and then a good white belt comes along and just keeps battering you and you just you're like uh, uh you realize that your level isn't mm. quite as good as it could be and it, and it harshly tells you that right yeah so if you're going to keep believing that then you're not going to be uh you're not going to be excelling uh you're just going to avoid those challenges which show you that you're not as good as you you are whereas if you flip it and you're like um you know what this is what i currently understand about my about my level this is where i feel like i need to improve so then you know i'm a blue belt in jiu-jitsu so if if a good white belt comes along and causes me trouble i'm going to be less upset about it because i understand where my gaps are and that person's game might fit beautifully into the gaps that i have so that they're able to exploit that and um and so then it's like okay I'm less i'm less pissed off about it and then i suffer less from that imposter syndrome because it's not like oh my god i'm a blue belt and i just got owned by a white belt and that should never happen and maybe i'm not good enough for this it's like uh no actually i understand where my limitations are and i'm trying to i'm trying to deal with that and and move on from that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. totally agree man totally it's a great perspective great way of looking at things and like mm -hmm. you said jits brings that to the forefront super quick Super, you got to face it otherwise it's just like you're out the door um yeah man, yeah, man. so interesting so so interesting how, how uh how many years have your flatmates been doing jiu-jitsu uh, did both of them do it or just one of them i know both, I of them do it. Yeah. Oh, both of them do it sweet man yeah. Sweet. And, and yeah where did they start and how kind of how long they've been doing it and what, what where, where are they with their belt systems yeah so uh we all trained at the same place we were all at um, uh, gb oval um back in the day so I started January 2016. Uh, Matt started, I think, the summer of 2015. Mm -hmm. And um, Gumech, she started, I think, in 2017. Oh, I'm nice. not entirely sure. But um, we're both, me and her are blue belts, and Matt's a purple belt. Nice, nice. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah good I think, I, think I met Matt once, once he came yeah. to Waver. Yeah, 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 I think so. Yeah, I think yeah, you yeah. might have even rolled with him. Um, I'm not so. sure. I can't, I can't remember his face. I can remember, obviously, remember his face, but yeah. I can't remember if it was it was him or somebody else that, that I'm thinking of. But yeah, man, that's sick. Sick to have more than yeah. the same house, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. We call it Jit's house. <laughs> Do you roll? Do you roll at home? And uh, we ain't got the space for our home. Oh is, man, uh, which is which is a bit of a shame. But uh, uh, at uh, where I was working, the gym, the vault. Mm. They had a room which was they had some like mats laid out it was like old and grimy but you could still roll right nice, <laughs> you could still nice. you could still make up and so like a couple of times a week well um uh while it was while i was still there uh pre-covid uh or rather uh pre-lockdown 
Yeah, yeah. It was um, we would get together and we would just like drill, or we would um, yeah go through some concepts or have some roles as well. And it was I sick because like it. it was just yeah because at that point it's like uh, it's like my place of work and everybody's pretty laid back. So as long as we're not getting in the way of clients getting their sessions done, then it's all good. And so there were times where we were just like literally like two and a half hours later, we're like whoa. It's two and a half hours later. We just lost <laughs> all that time, but not lost. It was uh, it was it was a freaking time machine because we just hit a state of flow with the, what we were talking about, like what we're trying to uh, understand, the, the concepts we were going through, um, and so yeah, so it was wicked. So it's good, yeah, great, um, yeah. Matt's great to learn with. That's fun, man. That's super yeah, man. fun. Yeah, I can't wait to have that in. Uh, well, just setting that, set, having that kind of thing super close, like in a work mm. environment. I think that would be such a a balanced workplace like you, you see these movies like uh have you seen the movie which is what's it called ah oh, the google movie with is it called the internship yeah yeah with uh, yeah. owen wilson and vince ford there you go there you go well, yeah. they, well they have like the the i don't know what you would call it but like a recreational place where they just chill out mm. afterwards and they have all these like, adult style games and like it just looks super removed from like heart head down and work and work and work um yeah having that duality at your workplace, I think it's just so needed. It's almost like playtime. You know, when you go to school and you have like yeah. finish, finish a certain two lessons and you have break time, two lessons, you have lunchtime, two lessons, you go home. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it kind of reminds me of that. It's, it's yeah, it's, I think we, have, we definitely have a, a blessed way of living, man. Just the, <laughs> yeah. the, P, the PT life. The PT life is a fun life, man. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. When you make, when you, especially when you start making it work for yourself as well, because uh, it's, uh, yeah, you can, it can, it can be conducive to like getting all that kind of stuff done, right? It's like I know, I like early doors, early days. It was just you just need to, you just need to get business. So you, yeah. you'll, you'll, you'll do it at whatever hour that is. Mm, it's like, oh, oh, you want to trade? Yeah, you want to trade at three a.m.? That's cool. Let's do it. <laughs> I once trade a client. I think I used, I think I trade a client once at four a.m., four or four thirty a.m. Whoa. Yeah, I was consistent for a while as well. It was it was name. I think I'm sure it was Damesh. His name, uh, nice yeah. guy. He introduced me to my accountant right now, so appreciate it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Early doors is totally right, man. Totally right. You end up just kind of just doing it because you you well you need the money, and then you're like, you need the client also. You know, you need mm -hmm. the client to help polish the craft and yeah. and to and to try and problem solve on the job. And that's 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 the, the the role of a PT, right? You wear you wear so many hats, and you have to yeah. in the actual session you're there trying to spot them, and you're trying to appropriately train them through an exercise, and then you're trying to relay information and take back information. You, you but you need that you need that medium where somebody's actually receptive yeah. toward it to um yeah to go through it. It's interesting, man. Yeah, man. Super yeah, interesting. Super interesting. Do you, do you remember what it was like when you had when you signed up your very first client? Yeah. Um, I think her name was Christina. Christina in Streatham, Ice and Leisure was my first, first, first client. And yeah, uh, yeah she was, she was a beast, man. She was a proper beast. Uh, it, it, it was, yeah, it was just, it was that immediate, like, oh shit, you really you want to trade? You want to trade with me? And, uh, yeah, <laughs> right. That's exactly my reaction. Those words. That's exactly what went through my mind the first time I signed up a client. As well. <laughs> brilliant. Then you just then you just like spend the next two days just going in on every bit of information you have, just like throwing everything at them in in no no coherent order. It's like, yeah. it's like fucking someone someone's just lifted lifted the gate and you're just bolting in any direction, just all exactly. over the place. 
Yeah, but no, it was yeah, exactly that, exactly that. Yeah, yeah it's not like a, it's yeah, it's not like when the gates open and you're that greyhound who just chases the friigging rabbit. You're like a gate's been open, but you're that bull that's being ridden, and you're just trying to <laughs> get this information off you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> and you just just throwing yourself around, and it's like I'm not making any sense. So I'm gonna have somebody. <laughs> This is brilliant. That's brilliant. Remember that, that buckaroo game? Yes. Like, they just every so often just, just kick. That's yeah. it, man. That's the one. That's so funny. Exactly, man. It's, yeah, uh, yeah I, I know that feeling. Uh, I think any anyone, any trainer who's started out knows that yeah. feeling for sure. It's, um, it's amazing. It's like you, you, know, you, got, you got this person's best intentions at heart and you're super shocked that they want to actually take on your services. You're like, what about me has just convinced them that I'm, I'm a good idea? <laughs> 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 we just, do you know what? I, I bet it's just—it's it, literally as simple as you—you you were in the right place at the right time. Sometimes, yeah, obviously, you—you yeah. you have to. There, there are prerequisites to like looking a certain way and and mm -hmm. speaking with a certain level of, just a certain level, and then yeah. um, and then just being in the room when they show up in the room and you're there also. It's like, oh, personal trainer. I, I've been thinking about maybe. You're like, oh well. I am one of those people. Like, <laughs> should, we, should, should we? And you're like, yeah, okay. And then that's, and that's it. You don't know anything past that point. All of a sudden, you forget everything. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, just like, uh, I forgot how to do my job. Yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's uh, that's where imposter syndrome is at its height. <laughs> yeah. When, yeah, yeah. At yeah. first session, at first client, you're like, well, okay, I don't know what I'm doing, but we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. Well, in a way, you don't, right? Because you, in theory, you've 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 studied and you and you've gone mm -hmm. through the exam. But really, the 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 actual physical reps of having a human being in front of you, putting their mm -hmm. life in your hands, you don't have that. You don't have that. Yeah. In theory, you wanted to you want to build a model and a life around that. And this this kind of ties into a really good friend of mine, Simon Dutton. Um, he works. He still works uh, for a company I used to work for, and. He put, he put a post up on Instagram talking about how if you're a newly, newly qualified personal trainer and the first thing you do is go on a marketing course, it's like that can work because we, it will work, it will work because it was going to get you more money. It's going to kind of help you build your your business your business framework. But really, if I had to give advice to myself back in the day, I would go on a communication course and I would go on a body language course and I would go on like a I'd definitely continue training in terms of training modalities and diet and all this and forgetting that that side of things I wouldn't necessarily focus on my my pricing strategies and my, my packages and my kind of this that and the other I would actually focus on my interaction with human beings and mm -hmm. make the make that the the ace in the hole because that's what we do like we do that so so much and I'm like my sister jokes about this all the time with me she's like when I was younger, I just didn't. Though I went through periods where I just didn't speak to people. I was just so, such a such a like a recluse. And yeah. um, all I wanted to do was just train and eat and sleep and train and eat and sleep and just just leave me alone. Mm. Like that 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 was my life. But then I went and got a job, which was like I am twenty four seven in someone's face and talking to somebody. Yeah. Like, I literally forced myself to do it. And and here we are today. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's such a weird way of going about things. But yeah, that's that's. That's what I'd, I'd say is to, to feel comfortable when you've got somebody in front of you, you need to practice that bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Yeah, totally. It's, um, yeah, I wonder I wonder what kind of things, yeah, what's the crucial first thing? I think that that for sure is like learning how to interact with people because mm -hmm. that's first and foremost is what you're dealing with as a person. Because you see it, right? You see it like the 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 
seasoned trainer on the gym floor. He's usually not the guy who's there with his stopwatch and like counting reps and, and just being the archetypal, the, the archetypal like uh, strength and conditioning coach that we see in kind of US style um, YouTube YouTube videos or whatever. He's not usually that guy. He's usually somebody who's just walk. Or I'm saying a guy, it could be a female as well. Uh, he's usually just somebody who's walking the floor, talking to everybody, having a really nice attitude, like kind of just, just generally being okay with being in the room with other people. And mm. if that's something that you aren't okay with or if your body language is such that you're you're just giving off these signs that oh i don't quite want to be here and it's, it's oh shall i like you we've all seen that pt i've been that pt where uh, there's somebody there's one person on the treadmill and the whole gym is quite quiet and like i'm going to go and approach that person and if i feel a certain way about it that energy is like all over me as i walk up it's like i've yeah. got to be totally cool with like yeah I'm, I'm coming to i'm coming to help you out with your gym experience like that's mm. total that's that that's that's that's, that's the um the intention that i have walking up to you not to, oh i'm going to try and take your money or i'm going to try and like fleece you yeah. for this or i'm going to try and just just joke you out of 10 sessions or whatever that's mm-hmm. the um all, all, all those all those preconceived notions go through your head and you're just like oh mm-hmm. start putting yourself in this other box when it doesn't need to be about any of that man yeah man yeah mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. where uh yeah because I, I did the same thing i started off in a commercial gym in commercial gym space as well and the clients that I picked up were the ones who I built relationships with as uh, as I'd gone along you know, mm. in that space. And uh, yeah, just making sure that I was helping people out with like no strings attached, basically. It's like, look, if you need help, I'm that kind of I'm the kind of guy who's gonna help yeah. you out with that. And um and then also <clears throat> like especially yeah, when I started, I went on a tear and like really like got myself up into the uh, upper tier of um number of sessions delivered. Nice. Um with within a relatively short space of time because I was just like I was so keen to just get started but also luckily I got help from um one of the one of the more established trainers there about how to do a decent consultation as well mm. and uh, which tied in nicely with the kind of person that I am which is I'm going to find out what your problem is and uh, really help you understand the solution right and uh, so that requires a lot of listening and it requires a lot of understanding you know, the person who's in front of you and um, and because you're doing that it's like oh okay this person really understands what i'm talking about where i'm coming from and therefore sounds like the right kind of person to help me out and so that's um, yeah so it's built on what you talk about which is good communication and just the ability to relate to a human being and, uh, and that's what helps you not just get started but helps you deliver as well as possible and then also yeah retain retain clients in the long term as well because they know that you can help them out and mm-hmm. they'll, they'll always listen and you know because you listen you can see them through their transitions as well because you've got to be able to tell when somebody's like not just plateauing but kind of getting uh bored of what they're doing or what their routine is so it's just like constantly being like uh, oh you know uh, we've like where are you at right now it's been a few months um what's changed about what you're trying to achieve um and yeah in a in a nutshell but that's um yeah it's 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 the key it's uh, mm-hmm. that international skill is the is the key that you want to develop for sure and that's always cha- it's always developing yeah 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 and then just just that about kind of being in the room and being aware of the fact that that's that's the game the game is mm-hmm. kind of approaching once you have it it's like you're monitoring constantly and that's that's yeah. a really interesting part of like pt that i really enjoy and part of pt that i really liked about doing a video PT, 
like for the last like mm. couple of months is that because you're just you sometimes you have a busy gym and you've got people walking around and you've got music and you've got things that distract you your clients they're doing doing repetitions and, and you will all I, I pride myself on being somebody who's always in the set i'll never i'll never kind of miss a rep or i'll never want to miss a rep but sometimes mm. you do and sometimes you have you have kind of absent moments because something will catch your eye whereas like mm. if you've you've, if you've all you've got to do is look at that the whole time yeah. it's like you can't miss anything you know i mean that's what i've quite i've, I've really enjoyed that about peating over over zoom or, or over any of the other platforms mm. because you're you're supposed to be there for that one thing and i think if your clients are at home as well they don't got any distractions so it's it's, yeah. it's super focused yeah yeah it's uh have you have you had that where uh <laughs> as your client ever said to you is like how do you keep count of everything that we're doing because uh there was i had that instance last week with one of my clients it just cracked me up because it kind of caught me by surprise but i realized what's going on is um she's doing the exercise but she'd asked me a question and uh, so i started giving her the answer to the question and then i was like oh by the way you got two more left and she was like how do you know <laughs> I was like, I was like, she's like, you're not counting, you're talking. How do you know this? I was like, <laughs> so I started cracking up. I was like, yeah, that's a good question, actually. And like a lot of it just comes down to, you know, you've done it long enough where you pick up on all these other different cues. So it's like, okay, I know you've got 12 reps to do, but mm. uh, I haven't got 12. I haven't got like, I didn't get to 10 in my head. What I realized was is it's your, it's the, uh, uh, the tempo you're doing the exercise at. It's the that's rate of good. breathing. You know, you can pick up on all these other things. And so in the back of my mind, I was like, I still registered how like the, the tempo of the exercise and uh, how hard she was breathing, how what her breath cycle was like. So I could still on some le subconscious level, I was still keeping count. And she was like, yeah, it was right as well. Huh. <laughs> I was like, this is like superhuman skill of just, uh, yeah, it doesn't that matter really what. Impressive. Yeah, it was, it was weird. It was weird. Like, I was like, I don't get it right all the time. I know I don't because, like, there's other things, you know, I'm focusing on the uh, uh, on the quality of the rep or the quality of the set, for example, and then I'm coaching through the movement. And uh, and then they'll be like, I think you've got two left. They're like, no, it's more like three. Or mm. uh, it's like, no, it's one more or something. Like, okay, fine. Just Let's just do that. But then more often than not, I'm still on the right number. I'm like, I don't know, I don't know how this mm. happens. That's it. That's it. I've, got to, I've got to confess. Clients might watch you right now. I'm shit at counting. <laughs> if you've got if you've got three left, I'll always think you have four left. If you've got five, it will always be six. Like I don't know, I don't know what I do with my counting sometimes. But I, I am I am I think I'm so focused on the yeah. quality of the rep and like yeah, the sure. the uh, just the details. And sometimes that's that's a good thing. Sometimes it's definitely mm. not a good thing because you need to just <laughs> yeah. kind of like get the volume done rather than working through an extra three sets and you're just like, oh shit, sorry, <laughs> this is my bad. Yeah, that's definitely a skill I need to help. I need to work up. Mate, the best example of that for me was um, doing split squats with a client uh, yeah. back in the day. And uh, we are going to do like eight on each leg, right? But it was, um, so it was, it was actually, it was an alternating lunge. So he was doing it, but he's hauling ass, man. He was just busting out of his ass. He was just turning red. He was breathing hard and everything like that. So, uh, <laughs> so at one point, he, I just said, I, I think he's like, you got like, uh, you're halfway there or something. He's like, halfway? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> just straight out. Just, like the most venomous fuck oh, you ever. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, well, how many do you think we have left? He's like, damn, man, it's like three. It's not halfway. I'm like, no, trust me. We haven't, I haven't screwed up that badly. <laughs> okay. It's just really hard. You got to keep going. <laughs>
That's amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> that that so, level right now. Yeah. Yes, I've got nothing for you, Papa Dick. Exactly. <laughs> it was so intense. It was so hard. He's breathing heavy. His muscles are burning and he just swore. Like, oh, wow. like it was just <laughs> swore so hard at me. It was just, it took me, it blew me by surprise because it was so intense, but I fucking I laughed so hard. <laughs> that is amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. I, I, can't, I can't think I've ever got that level. I'm sure clients have, have thought it. You know, this yeah. guy is just shit at counting. Fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah. But I've, yeah. not, I've not had that yet where clients swore at me. That is brilliant. <laughs> yeah. That brilliant. Yeah, it's like, I was like, look, it's okay. I'm, I'm, I know you're going to hate me once in a while. <laughs> it's, it's totally fine. It's <laughs> like, sure. uh, when we're doing this job, it's like, you've got to accept yeah. a little bit. Oh yeah, it's it's kind of like a parenting role in some ways, isn't it? It's like parents can't be your friend; they can't just tell you yeah. what you want to hear all the time. Otherwise, it just kind of it goes it. bad. It goes bad really quickly. 100%. But then uh, you can't you can't you can't be super harsh, and you've got to get get, get away with shit as well. But uh, mm. yeah, it's interesting, man. Super interesting. Yeah. interesting if, 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 if if you had to if you had to pivot off of PT now, knowing what mm. you know, where would you pivot and go to as a career? God damn, that's a that's a good question. Ooh, what kind of I don't know man I don't know mm. I'll tell you something though like the things which <clears throat> I didn't think I was interested in as a kid or mm. as interested as uh, I would have liked to have been I'm definitely more interested in all that stuff now okay. so so say for example uh so like say all like um, subjects and stuff that you do at school, like GCSEs, especially A-levels and stuff. Mm. Like, um, I mean, I made the choice to do the A-levels that I did because of what I thought at the time was just, uh, you know, the, the good subject to do to get into university and stuff. I basically, I never had a passion until mm. I found out that I wanted to become a, a personal trainer, basically, mm-hmm. until I realized that. So when I did my A-levels, I did... I did physics, maths, chemistry, and economics, and the wow. only one that I, yeah, the only one that I really liked doing uh, was economics for whatever reason. Um, but <clears throat> but um, the thing is, like like the the passion wasn't there uh, for any of these. So I mean, I ended up doing economics at uni because I was like, you know, I feel like I'm good enough to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, you know, that's that's something I could do. I kind of like it. I reckon it'll be okay. Um, but yeah, with the others, it just, they really fell by the wayside. I was just like, just, I just, yeah, screwed up my A-levels. I just Mm. didn't do well at all. And, um, I never really applied myself and it was just like, you know, I'm smart enough to get by instead of, I need to work hard to get by. It's like, like fixed mindset stuff. Like, um, Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff we talk about. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of interesting stuff there to, to go into, but, uh, but essentially, never really had an interest in that kind of thing but as an adult now i realize how interesting these subjects really truly are and like i'm so curious about uh, about physics about like i've got more of a curiosity about good economics compared to what i even had at university and um curious about like chemistry biology evolutionary biology evolutionary psychology um all the things basically that really it takes to understand like human behavior and excelling as a human being with regards to movement as well. Mm. But the other stuff is like, you know, the wonderment with, with the state of universe and um, things like, you know, I would probably, I would probably pay more attention in history 
because you know you start to realize as an adult that knowing where you came from or knowing something about the history of the world puts you in a better place to understand where it might be going or um uh just gives you more of an appreciation for things uh yeah there's just so much about all that kind of stuff um and so i have more of an interest and more of a curiosity now in all these kinds of subjects which i feel like are helping shape me into by understanding them or trying to learn about them in my own kind of haphazard way by like you know finding the odd piece of interesting information mm-hmm. it's definitely helping shape me as a better human being and like widening um, broadening my horizons and allowing me to get better at the work i do um so i don't know if i had that passion in the beginning uh, or like that level of interest in the beginning and um, more of a growth mindset as well as a youngster I wonder if that would have taken me on a different path but um, yeah go on. And what do you think would have like in, in what in what capacity should you have been exposed to these things to make you then have that have that want you know what I mean or do you think it's kind of a time thing doing it's a maturity thing um yeah well what do you think do you think think it was like how the subject was presented to you do you think go on yeah i think um that's a good question because i think i think there's a lot behind it i definitely think Mm -hmm. like uh, like on the like first thing is first like the more you mature the more appreciation you can have um for things which you didn't when you're younger but having said that i think there's a lot about the kind of mindset that was nurtured as a kid, which meant that all those, all those things never really became something that I uh, would never really something that I cared about so much. So again, it comes back to like the fixed mindset kind of thing. And also um, having, having put in my head, that it's okay to pursue something that I really like to do and want to do as opposed to what I feel like I should be doing. Mm-hmm. If I had had that, then I I would have done things entirely differently as a kid for sure. Um, and I would have had a different level of appreciation interest um, for, for different subjects. Um, so, yeah, I feel like there's a lot to do with the kind of mindset that ended up being cultivated uh, as a youngster. Mm-hmm. which has impacted um like yeah ability to learn the interest in all um the different different things um and then, yeah where that could have where that could have led and, and like it's, it's really interesting to hear this but do you do you think that at that age you're very um you're not as formed as your own person yet so because you're not as formed as your own person, you don't see yourself down the line being and doing things that you enjoy. So it's almost it's almost a bit of a, like, find out, kind of have the appreciation of you as a human being first and have the appreciation of, like, you can change things, you can change this industry or you can go into this industry and you can kind of work in this industry and you can kind of, having done that, you can then affect people all over the world like you as a as, as an 18 year old or 17 year old age, 16 year old whatever to to have that level of awareness i feel like would have given me more of a purchase in the class to be like okay i'm asking these questions for a reason 
I have yeah. a purpose. I have a purpose for being here. You know, I mean, I have a purpose for going mm -hmm. to this class because if I understand this, then I can go and apply it. Like the same way that we we now have a purpose. Like you, you will study somebody, and you'll be like, I'm going to go and apply this straight away with my client. I, mm -hmm. I have like the route to market straight away. Whereas at that age, it's almost like you have all this information, but you don't necessarily know where it's going to go, where you're going to go with it, what kind of train you're riding, or what where it's actually going. And then you end up just it just kind of turns into you not stopping to question because you're too busy doing and mm -hmm. um that's that's kind of where i think i found myself at that time um which was just like constantly inundated with like studies and studies and studies and then if, if you're not really present in the moment in the class you just think oh shit well, i should be kind of knowing this i don't really know this and then you're, you're kind of you're in with the friends and whatever but you have exams and you're just like well why why are we being tested on this like we're not really we're not really that invested in this to well, you are to a certain extent, but you're not, it's just not a fully understood thing. You know what I mean? Whether that's just a personal experience of mine. Do you, do you think you, you resonate with that on any level? Yeah, completely, man. I think, um, it's, I don't think that's necessarily a personal experience because interestingly, like I've spoken about it with, uh, my housemate, Matt, uh, about mm. you know, growing up in the kind of schooling system that we have. Um, uh, Sam, my bro, he's got a lot of thoughts on this yeah, kind of thing. He's, um, mm. yeah. He's, um, he's, he's get that guy. Get that guy on the podcast, man. <laughs> we need get it. That we guy need on the podcast. Hundred percent. He's uh, he's got some very good, uh, uh, very great insights, and uh, he it will rile him up to talk about it because it does. It pisses him off. It's true. It should. It should piss us off about mm. the kind of education uh, that we. I can hear. I can hear him now. I can hear him in my head. Just be like, man. This is fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I feel strong about this, man. It pisses me off. And it's like, good. yeah, there's it's good. Yeah, you need to, okay. you need to, because you just understand like where the shortcomings were. Mm. And actually, they're easily fixable shortcomings. It's not like we found out something profound over the last 15 years, which education isn't isn't aware of. We're it's not just far, we're not even that far removed from who we were when we were kids. Like we're yeah. just we're just a little bit more actualized in certain areas. And you're just like, oh shit, all this like interest is right here. It's like he's yeah. in this fucking room. <laughs> he's just been hanging out here the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, man. It's like, yeah, I mean, to that point as well, but like, you know, as teenagers, actually, like uh, the parts of your brain that are involved in like, uh, you know, critical thinking and problem solving and stuff like that, like uh, they need uh, they need a little bit more development, but it's actually, it's not that different to, um, mm. to adults. So like, there's that interesting question of, uh, you know, if you, put a, uh, if you put a teenager in the same position as adult to think through a problem, it's like, there's not actually much difference between the two of them. The, the biggest difference is like teenagers don't have the ability control impulse so that's why you don't necessarily want them to be in charge mm. of decision making um but with uh, uh but as adults you get better at controlling impulses but in terms of thinking ability it's um uh, it's it's not that different and so uh, which is which is a fascinating thing to find out because you know that chain then it you it means that as a, as a youngster you can take what you think more seriously right so it's not just like uh, you're getting treated like a freaking child even when you're 15, 16, 17, 18. Um, and that's one thing like uh, my housemate Matt has a big, had a big problem with, which is like, you know, you enter secondary school, even like th there's no difference between how they treat you when you're 11 and when you're 18, when you're, when you're mm. at the back end of secondary school. And it's like, yeah, actually it's, it's fair. It's like, um, they give you that thing of like, you know, you want to be treated like an adult, be like an adult, but then that's also treating you like a child, <laughs> you know, like by, by setting you up with that kind of frame. And, um, uh, yeah, I mean, so interesting, when, man. yeah, it's like there's, it's for sure. I like uh, you know, go back to what you said. 
it's is the quality of teaching um, is certainly I think a lot of the things that you need to excel are not drummed in. So let's let's take the idea of like doing all these subjects like it's what you said which is you know you're picking up all these different things but you're not taught to like sit back and think where's it where's it going to take you mm. i can liken that to when i started doing jiu-jitsu and not being proactive about my approach to learning it i was like i'm just going to show up to class and whatever mm. the instructor does and says i'm going to do it and then i realize you know i get to blue belt and um and it's like just getting totally smashed for the first six months because I was like, I've got a bunch of techniques, but I don't actually know how to use them in a proper system. I don't actually know how to use them so that I can get the outcome I'm looking for. And so all I'm doing is just basically using like, uh, here, here's one technique, here's a De La Hiva, and then here's a sweep, and then here's, uh, here's a mount, and here's a choke, and then like I'm just like throwing them at the wall and seeing what sticks. And um, it's not done in a progressive way. It's not like, okay, what, what's the prerequisite for me to achieve the outcome that I'm looking for. Okay. I need this, this, and this. And so I need this, this, and this, and therefore I'm going to go down this route. And that wasn't, that wasn't there. So, and then I was like, okay, if I actually want to get better at this thing, I kind of need to be a little bit more proactive about how I'm learning it and learn to apply it in a bit more of a systematic way. And mm. then I start getting better outcomes and my learning is improved as well because I'm thinking about it better, all that kind of stuff. And so with school, it's the same thing. GCSE is like, uh, at least when I, I was doing it, it's like, you know, you've got 11 subjects and, you know, you've you got to do well at all 11 subjects. So you kind of like, you know, um, again, the thing is, is like, you know, you're just picking up a bunch of different things and you don't really know what you're going to do with it um, at the end of it. And um, because it's like, for me, the interest in all these different subjects was never sparked in a way which made me think I could do something useful with it. And um, again, it was just, uh, it's just the way the system is set up is so that you can get a external outcome, which is pass an exam, as opposed mm -hmm. to the internal outcome, which is um, what is the benefit to me for me doing this so and what excites me about it so that I can take it forward. And uh, because everything is externalized in that way, I think it's difficult, at least, again, my experience has been it was difficult to internalize any reward process mm -hmm. and then also like starting from a very young age is like um <clears throat> being told that you're smart and is a different thing to being told that you're uh, that you're a hard worker who's achieving results and and so it was always so that really like bedded in a fixed mindset for me mm -hmm. as, as a kid. and and interestingly like i'm reading the book mindset now and um and i recognize um a lot of like the statements which are associated with fixed mindset um how i used to be almost all of them and now i'm straddling that line between fixed and growth mm -hmm. and i have been for a while but i'm as the years go on, I'm getting more and more and more into the growth mindset. And also the, uh, and also it just is making me think about where I still am in those, in those fixed mindsets. But, uh, but it really got bedded in 
as a, as a youngster, like one of the things is like, you know, you're smart, don't waste that as opposed to mm. you can, you can work hard at the things you want to achieve or like you can work hard to get better and better and better at stuff. So for me, it was always drilled in that I need to protect what I know as opposed to be okay with making mistakes and improving. And so if you have that mindset instead, then the challenge of all these different subjects takes on a different meaning. Yeah. Instead of it being something like, oh, I'm not very good at maths. Screw it. I'm not going to bother with it. It's like, oh, I'm not very good at maths. This is exciting. Something for me to get better at. Mm-hmm. And it could be the same with all the other subjects. And then you can truly find out what you do enjoy and what you don't enjoy. Right. And so like, you know, that's one, one aspect of that. And so for me, I always felt like, uh, you know, I kind of need to protect what I know. Um, and because of the uh, thought that I was smart, I didn't try as hard as I, uh, as hard as I should have done mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, flopped a levels as a culmination of years of basically stop putting the effort in. And then anytime I did put effort in, it was, it was for an external, external reward, which was, you know, somebody said that I'm good at something or, I've passed an exam mm. and, and then, yeah, so there was nothing intrinsic about it. And then if, if I felt like I shouldn't, like I didn't get a result that I wanted to in a test, then I just kind of automatically stopped doing the, doing the required amount of work. Yeah. And then that just got worse and worse and worse as I, as I, as I grew up and came out of like school and then at university, it was just about making sure I don't make the same mistakes in the sense that I just want to make sure I get out of here with a two one. And yeah, um, it's like it got embedded early on. Mm -hmm. And I think those are the things that we kind of need to learn how to uh, do better. We need to cultivate a growth mindset as kids so that we can, we can learn to excel in all these different ways and realize that all the stuff we talk about, which is making mistakes is a good thing because it propels you to the next level. You can, um, you can get better at things because you've got a process in place when you like, it's just that stuff was just not there. I just didn't learn that as a, as a kid. And also, um, and also just getting solutions kind of given to you. Like I had a teacher for economics who would ex- say like, basically it could be microeconomics and it's like, here's a, here's a, here's a supply, his demand or something. And it was like, okay, now write this down and would dictate stuff to us. And it's like, cool. All the kids just sit there and we just write it down. So we've just had a really easy lesson in a very dictatorial, like uh, not just, she's literally dictating stuff to us to write down, but also mm. no one's having any fun in that class as well. Yeah. You just killed that subject for me. You've just killed it. I've got zero ability to think critically in that subject mm-hmm. from everything you've done. Anything you've just said to me has gone in one ear out the other. I'm going to look at that piece of paper that I've written down and I'm not even going to understand what the fuck I've written down because you've just told it to us. You haven't actually made us think about what it means. And no one's having fun in the class as well. There's no inspired learning going on. Mm. So everything you kind of spoken about is just gone. And that kills people's uh, um, want to be educated and yeah. want to learn something. And um, and then you're also thinking like, okay, this is this is a decent school that I'm at, and this is what the, the this is what good education is. Uh-huh. Is 
it just yeah it just destroys it just destroys um destroys young minds with that kind of thing mm. so i'm just hoping that uh, that's different on some level now where um, I, I don't know if it is um but i don't see how it is so much because this yeah this there's still so many people who need to integrate a growth mindset rather mm. than mm. rather than being that fixed kind of mindset so almost like uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna take it somewhere else i was so so <laughs> pause for a second collate my thoughts i, I spoke so too long no, I spoke no, no, too no. you forget how to speak oh, <laughs> i'm sorry but i could have talked about that for ages because there's so many no, different dude. levels i could take that yeah yeah it was really good it was really 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 interesting and that's what i was trying to say so many good points <laughs> um but i almost want to take it in a way in a different way where like you hear about people of the past being like um governors of state or like heads of state or or like presidents or, or whatever and they always had this route in you hear about like physical endeavors so like wrestling or like sportsmen or they've basically they've had to go through something to be where they are mm. and i think that when you look at our our qualification our profession personal training it always helps as a pt to have gone to the well and know the depths of what you're teaching somebody else because you, mm. you understand the spectrum right you understand when somebody's not quite tight with the bar because you've been not quite tight with the bar and you understand that there's there's levels to this um i think that's sometimes what's missing in this in the teaching system and i, I think i think both of us i don't need to, I, I don't need to say this but i'm going to say it it's like i'm we don't like shit on teachers like teachers like thank you because like you've got a hard job like you, you we know you're not massively paid well and it's it's the system isn't there for you to thrive um but hopefully one day it will be but um yeah i i feel like sometimes it's a, it's a case of the teachers that i had in the past that i remember learning things from always had something else about them in the rest of their lives they hadn't just got a qualification and then shown up in a in a classroom to to kind of inspire kids to to want to go out into the world and 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 uh see themselves doing really really well it's it's i think that's a prerequisite for sure in, in, in mm. a strange way it's almost like have you had to excel in some way in which you had to bring people together or kind of like make people see or a, a future for themselves within this setting you know what i mean that that's that's a prerequisite for you, to you teaching me about it is like i've got to hear the passion in your voice when you talk about things i've got to hear the engagement i've got to hear that you give a shit about this you know what i mean that that's sometimes like the, the guy that the dictation example that you gave was just totally like this is inept of any 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 kind of progression that like you're just wasting your time you're wasting my time and mm-hmm. um it just shouldn't be shouldn't be happening um let me ask you this question like do you think this is an example this is is a a case for for homeschooling would you trust yourself to educate say you had two kids tomorrow a boy and a girl or whatever would you trust yourself to do that for them would you trust yourself to to have like allotted times where okay we're going to do this at 8 a.m 9 a.m you're going to break at 10 you're going to chill for do your own thing go track some jits or go go like play at the garden or whatever and come back in and we're going to do it again and we're going to do it again and would you do that do you think you could do that or- i would um yeah i would trust myself to lay down the foundations for learning Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm learning how to learn all over again. There's, uh, there's 
there's there's a smart way to learn there's not a smart way to learn basically um and i'm trying to figure out what those things are so i almost feel like everything that i'm currently doing is just basically setting myself up to teach the next generation right mm. it's like it's not even it's um on some level it's like it's not even about me it's not even about um like acquiring it for myself is acquiring it because eventually i'm going to have kids and i and i want to put them in a good spot and so i would yeah with the things that i'm learning and you know the things that we do is about is about essentially it's about being a human being and i would well let's let's not forget it's going to be the craziest hardest thing that you'll ever undertake is raising mm-hmm. a kid right yeah. and you've got to do it for a very long time it's the longest project you've ever got and um and well, you know, second to yourself right yeah well yeah exactly it's like it's a life that's in your hands basically and that's um that's an incredible incredible responsibility and so to be able to say that i would trust myself to um teach them how to learn and learn about life um i think that that's that's quite a big statement but um when it comes down to it i would like to think that um i could help them do that because mm-hmm. you know with the let's say with the line of work that i do i've learned um a fundamental grounding in like a rudimentary grounding in like developmental kinesiology so i understand how a baby's supposed to move you know um for example <clears throat> all of our, all of our fundamental movement patterns come from um them being accessed in our from in our in our brain from when we're kids mm. so if we're not creating a stimulating environment for our children to explore that movement even literally from the moment they're born then they are going to have smaller brains and they're going to have um trouble moving well and having physical capacity uh, the older they get and you don't see it because you know kids are vivacious they run around they do their thing but you can see yeah if you start to develop an eye for it you can see where it might might things might have gone wrong for them mm-hmm. and like uh, I'll, I'll use a basic example is before kids can sit up parents are trying to get their kids to sit up like uh, they'll put them up on their butt and uh, mm-hmm. they'll put them in a, those bouncers and stuff like that and that's awful it's just just don't do it it's just not good wow. for your kid it's wow. um, basically trying to teach it how to stabilize before its nervous system knows that it can stabilize the reason why a kid grows the way that it does is because that's how the nervous system is maturing for movement so you've got to let it go through that process you just need to stimulate it by putting it in the right environment rather than forcing it to to skip a stage let's say amazing so yeah so for example me learning this stuff is me setting myself up to have a uh, to to teach the next to teach my kids well yeah. and then understanding things like um you know children have no concept of sharing when they're 3 or 4 years old it comes after that so you know if they're stealing not stealing something but just taking something away from another kid and or they're getting upset if another kid is playing with their toy it's like you can't verbalize to a child that this is uh, that this is this 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 behavior is not going to get you anywhere you mm. can't you just can't do that so like so then the thing to figure out there is like okay, how do we how do we make it so that the kid is um, developing um and learning through experience how to do these things without you having to verbalize it right it's- so 
one yeah. of my one of my pet peeves is seeing an, seeing an adult. It's it's like you see you see it's on the gym floor, and like so I'm I'm sad to say that I've been this guy on the gym floor sometimes, mm-hmm. where a parents talking to a child, and they're having a conversation with this tiny human, and they're like, <laughs> "Don't you understand?" It's like, "No, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. no, like, I definitely yeah. don't. I really don't." <laughs> Like, like, I'm obviously trying to try to make you understand, but I, I think it's it's such a it's such a um, I'm losing my words today, but it's such a redundant process where it's just mm. like it's not going to happen. Like, let's let let's think of a cleverer way. Let, let me accept the child is here. Like, cool, mm. child is here. Like, let me let me let me kind of go about go through life and maybe kind of expose them to this thing where where maybe they haven't had the right uh, answer the first time. But telling them and like almost like your dictation class, it's like just write this mm. down why yeah. i don't know it's like well write it down it's like in what context do i use this i don't know <laughs> what yeah. makes no sense it makes no sense exactly man exactly yeah, there's yeah. is um there's yeah there's so much of that so essentially like uh yeah every everything that i have an interest in everything i'm trying to learn is like you know eventually is supposed to help out mm-hmm. the, the kids mm-hmm. i'm gonna have you know is like how can how can i make that environment as uh successful for them as possible to to be good human beings basically mm, mm, mm. Make that environment as good as possible for them to be um yeah, to be able to fulfill their potential as human beings and That's learn how to do that yeah learn how to do that as well as possible from mm, from a young mm. age and um yeah it's it's about being aware of my own limitations it's about being aware of where i've come from what i've grown into or what i'm going to go keep growing into mm-hmm. um, it's the experience of uh, education for me and like, you know, being a kid in a fixed mindset and, you know, then becoming an adult who's trying to change that fixed mindset and is be- evolving into a more of a growth mindset. And uh, then because I'm aware of that, I can show my kids how to, how to do that. And so I would, uh, I think all the things, all the foundational stuff, is the things that I want to learn. What is going to help my kid to be able to uh, make the most out of this world, make the most out of life? What are those skills? And that mm-hmm. is, you know, um, that is like critical thinking. That is um, having a good fundamental understanding and awareness of how to learn so that they can pick up any subject that they want any activity that they want any experience that they want and get something out of it Mm. Um, and then and yes so um so then i think that can help them within the domain that they're interested in to do well a bit more autonomously with guidance instead so giving like, them the I, tools right that's it exactly it's yeah. just about giving them tools that's the one that's the one yeah yeah i just i just had a, a thought mid mid while you were talking i was like oh shit if we have kids one day they might see this that would be cool <laughs> hey, that's, that's bad right <laughs> see we gave a shit about you before you even existed <laughs> <laughs> you hear that now go clean your room <laughs> you better be grateful gratefulness where's your awareness today it's never you have no awareness no alignment get out of here <laughs> but dad i'm four years old shut up <laughs> do you understand the concept of awareness do you do you even understand it no <laughs> you know what's interesting about that kids have a lot more of uh concepts of stuff than than we oh, give yeah? them credit for yeah it's mad shit like 
um, that book, The Secret Life of the Mind, right? Mm. It was interesting experiments where they've done is like, um, uh, like, you know, what do kids who can't even speak yet? So basically from newborns to toddlers, like what do they understand about um, human actions? So like, uh, I'll try and remember it properly, but like one of them, it's just because it's so fascinating. Like one of them was, um, cool, right? <clears throat> yeah, super cool. Cause they had, uh, so they had a button and, um, uh, yeah, so there's like, uh, the kid was shown somebody who's, uh, sitting in front of a button mm-hmm. and what that person does is, uh, like they've got free use of their hands and their legs and everything like that, but they press the button by pressing it with their head. So they just bend down, press the button. Nice. And uh, and then basically the kid is imitating these um, uh, this this person or not imitating but it's just basically it sees the person press the button and mm. then then it's basically we're watching the kid to see what they do is like do they press the button with their head as well or do they just imitate it's like no the kid still uses his hands so he nice. presses he uses his hand to press the button and um and the reason for pressing the button is because there's a reward behind it so that's how you get the kid to do the action it's just mm. basically person presses the button they get a reward yeah. and the kid wants to do the same thing right because oh there's something there and then so then instead what they do is with um, uh with the person pressing the button uh they f- uh, make it so that the hands are tied up so like uh, they they've they don't have access to their hands because they're carrying a bunch of stuff so they've got a bunch mm-hmm. of bags they've got a bunch of uh, things in their hands so that it means that they can't use their hands to press the button and then they go and do the same thing so they've got their hands full and then they go and press the button with their head they just lean forward and press the button with their head and then um and then the kid still um presses the button with his hand mm. because it realizes that um no, he's got his head. He's got his hands full. So because he's got his hands full, I'm going to. Uh, I don't have my hands full. I can still mm, use, mm. My, use my hand. It was it was something like that basically. So that it basically sense, figured out. Yeah, it figured out that what we learned was that kids aren't just about imitation. They have concepts of. Um, uh, they they have their own. They the concept to, um, to do things without uh like without imitation like to make a decision is there um and um and it's just it's just that it just gets developed over time something like like that intuition right intuition like like they have that intuition out out of the gate to uh to, to need to follow but to an extent where you're just like oh well this makes more sense bob rather than kind of like bunk yeah yeah that's that's uh this kind of gives, gives me the thought that um you know you know when your family comes over and there's mm. like in, in my family right now we're blessed where where there's there's so so many little kids um my cousin sisters had a little baby boy or i think he's funny he's one now and then my other cousin brother he's got two young kids and there's there's loads of little kids and mm. uh, almost like one of adults come over and you're just like i, I can't be asking you guys you go over there like you you're, you're you're kind of you're kind of done your development's kind of done i want to go i want to go see how these guys develop like that, that's way more fun that's way more fun. <laughs> totally. <laughs> like, what's going on? What's going on in these cogs? Like, how how are we how are we developing since the last time? Exactly. Exactly. So oh, you know what? I just yeah, I just realized I kind of messed it up. So when like the person's hands are free and they press mm-hmm. it with their head, the kid does the same thing. They press it with their head. But okay. when the person's hands are full ah. and then they press it with their head, the kid's like, oh, I don't need to do that. They press it with their hand. That's what they do. Right. That's what I just realized. Okay. I was like, 
there was supposed to be a difference between the two results in the experiment. And yeah, so that's what it is. It's like, okay, if I have to get the reward by pressing it with my head, I'll do that because the other person's hands are free. Why would they not? They're basically in their own little minds. They're figuring out that they don't need uh, that the person must be pressing it with their head because that's what they must need to do to be able to get this yeah, reward. Yeah, yeah. Basically person's hands are full they're like oh no i don't have to do that i can still use my head so mm. they don't even know how to speak yet they know how to do these things and um yeah it's super fascinating it's just like they have that is really interesting you've got, you've got concepts of like mathematics you've got concepts of proper action uh, that you need to take um it's all there it's about getting it out and it's yeah. basically yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what's really fascinating about that that's 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 so so interesting because you, you kind of there's examples of, of kids in my family who will follow their parents' examples and have seen the same way this kid's seen a kid, seen a, an adult get a reward. Uh, oh shit! What's that, man? Plug myself in. Oh yeah. I don't know if this this this, uh, this charger will work. I'm have to grab the other one, but it's cool. Um, yeah, a kid will see an adult not not getting not getting a reward, but maybe kind of getting sympathy or getting some kind of like um, yeah, just sympathy. And then you'll see the kid mimicking this. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of. I feel like this today, or I'll, I'll do this. It's like really, you have no concept of that, but you see the kid trying to mimic what the adult's doing and yeah. and looking for the same response. And then that's almost yeah. them kind of like flexing that muscle and seeing what what happens when I do this. What happens when I play this yeah. card? How will the world around me kind of react to me? Um, but yeah, I think mean, that's such such an interesting thing to to look forward to is to mm-hmm. is to see the development of. Not not just a child, but your child, and be like, oh, yeah. I was I was like that, and I remember I remember me kind of falling in that in that same pitfall, and then almost you don't necessarily want to give them the leg up, but you'll be there with the answers, um, well, some of the answers hopefully, um, yeah. But then it, it's it's more it's more just about like you said, setting the stage, mm-hmm. and letting them play, and then being like, okay, like how how can we actually traverse this better than uh, yeah. than than the way I did. Completely. But it, 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 it was only ever going to be this way because it, you, you can tell that at, at our roots, we weren't necessarily happy with how things were explained to us because we're in a, we're in a, in a, we're in a profession where all we do is explain things to people. And then yeah. We go away and we, we learn things. We use the investment that clients pay us for our time to go away and learn more shit. It's like, mm-hmm. now I come back and explain you more things. I've learned this now. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, 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 that need or that kind of, glove that fits has to have has to have come from somewhere whereas if, if we were properly catered for when we were younger the chances of us feeling no oh, i need to go into this i need to kind of do it better probably a bit less whereas like the fact that the fact that both of us had this experience where yeah i don't know if teachers kind of knew how to teach me or or the consensus in the room was that i don't know if i respected this authority or, the, or, or this opportunity as much as i should um if that was different, then we probably wouldn't have this setting that we have now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're right. Man. It's like, I mean, it could be coming from a different place. It's like, um, yeah, it's interesting to to think of what kind of place it would be coming from. Would it mm. would it even be necessary? Would you know? Would we still end up on? Would we still end up on this path? Because this is this is ultimately actually the thing that interests us to do most and to do as a living. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting it's an interesting question to ask. Um, but I just realized I didn't answer that question that you asked originally, which was basically, what would you see yourself doing if you weren't in this line of work, right? I totally forgot the question, man. I just, I just brought it back around. Like, it just made yeah. me think of it. Again. I was like, uh, that is such a hard, that's such a difficult question to answer. I really don't know. Um, if, you, if, you, if you had to just like 
make it a fun argument, a fun kind of like, I want to do this rather than being like, oh, I have to earn money from this. Yeah. Does, yeah, does, no. does, that, make it, does that make it easier to answer? No, not even. Like, I think because I, I think I'll still be doing the thing that I'd really want to do. Actually, maybe I do like off the top of my head, it's just kind mm. of come to me. So because of my interest in neuroscience over the last, like, say, six months to a year, and being inspired by some, uh, like, uh, there's a couple of neuroscientists. There's one in one in particular, um, and it's like you know, it's Andrew Huberman, who's like I've, I've been talking uh, talking to you about, and uh, and just like how he's able to communicate um, some neuroscientific concepts and stuff like that. And it's just, and also because neuroscience for me, I feel like it's it's a fundamental thing to understand. Um, how we are like uh, mm. to help with that thing which may help us answer the question of why we are the way we are mm. Mm. So, uh, but it does uh, it does a big um does a big job of like you know trying to understand human behavior basically i think i think it's really helpful for that and uh, and so because of my interest in it, i would say yeah maybe i would like to be a neuroscientist yeah love that love that man that's so yeah. deep. That's, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's legit, man. It's legit. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, um, I can see you in that role as well. I can see you kind of being highly analytical in that, in that yeah. setting. You know, it's, it's interesting. I'm thinking about the question in my, in my head and I'm like, mm. I, I know this is not what I would, what I would actually do, but I'm just like, yeah. I want to be a race car driver <laughs> <Just go> completely, <laughs> completely the other way. Avoid all responsibility, but like, I'm gonna go risk my life every day. Get in the car, rip around the track, get out of it, get loads of sponsorship money, and be like, I don't give a shit about nothing, about helping people, about all this stuff. I'm just totally the other way, but no, it's not true. I would definitely have to, like, I would probably be like the race car driver who's like in the pit lane, be like, How are you today? Are you okay? Like, yeah, it's it's uh. <laughs> But yeah, sorry about, that. sorry about that life. That really, really does interest me. Like, uh, just rallying, rallying, yeah. and like big. Uh, have you seen the movie Rush? No, not Rush. Oh, is that dude, is that the Nikki Lauda one? Yeah, Nikki Lauda, yeah. James Hunt. You got to yeah, watch okay. that. That's epic. That is yeah, proper okay. epic. Just two two completely contrasting human beings. Uh, one of them is just yeah. Sorry, go on. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they, they just Ferrari as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched that. Did you did you see that? I saw, yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was brilliant. Did you like it? Yeah, there was uh, there was that one particular scene that I really enjoyed, which was uh, when he takes Ford around the track, and then he, yeah, just, and dude just starts crying his eyes out. <laughs> that was so good. He played <laughs> so well. It was so funny. That was that was that was a yeah. perfect like example of of somebody who's about this part of the job but not about this part of the job you know what i mean like kind of get, get in the car to get ragged around it's like this is what your company does your company makes exactly. this this badass automobile and you give, exactly. give it to ken miles and he'll show you how to use it whereas yeah. they're like you're just there like you get a suit but you have no idea what's actually going on exactly yeah, man. man it's like this it is why you so... cannot leave this in this other geezer's hands but uh yeah what was it about louder and hunt oh man it was just cool because seeing their their duality like both of them like um james Hunt obviously just playboy um but you can tell there's a deep there's a deep kind of uh respect for, for controlling a car and actually driving it properly and he has that he has that anxiety where before every race he throws up and uh he's just totally off his game but then um nicky louder is the guy who's like in the pit lane working on all the little details of the car and like talking to the pit lane mechanics and then like we're up till 
two in the morning optimizing the car and like he's he's about the details about all the little processes but then at the end when it comes time to like risk it all he's like i don't need to like, i'm cool like i've 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 fully actualized myself through other processes where james hunt's like no i want to race i just want to race like he's just about that one kind of he's, he's not really interested in really interested in, in the car or, or like kind of doing doing the details he's just more interested in in being out there on the track and that that kind of thrill is yeah they both have their both have their separate pieces but mm. something about something about that is just properly fun you know just yeah. like i just want i try to tape this beast and just ride it actually no if you put it in that context if it was like if i could just be anything i would be an athlete like nice. yeah, uh, yeah 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 and like probably a tennis player i'd probably like to be a tennis nice player. nice like, that would be my thing i'm like fully inspired by federer on that so on that level yeah man. yeah man beast beast hasn't he got a netflix thing coming out has he i, I think know. so i think he's got something i i saw i saw this uh it was on youtube the the advert check it out check it out maybe maybe just give it a google or something because um, i'm sure it saw either it was like yeah i'm sure it's a it's a video series or something or whatever grin's like yes yeah it's fine it's I know, like uh, yeah. I'm kind of because with him, I get the impression that um, yeah, he doesn't. Uh, he's like, if he's going to do a biogra- biographical kind of thing, is he'll he's the kind of dude who's just going to wait when his career's over. Mm. So if this ends up being one of those type of things, I'm like, oh shit, that probably means he's thinking about retiring soon, maybe. But mm. uh, but yeah, okay, no, I've got no idea, so I'll I'll have a look into that and see see what. Might make it up. Because I, I remember <laughs> just remember just seeing like you know his R F. The, yeah. uh, the way they've done the logo is really cool, right? I remember just seeing that kind of in some shimmery shit. I don't even know if it, what that means. It's like coming out with his coming out with his own like clothing label or like right. fucking alcohol or something. I don't even know. But uh, yeah. yeah, maybe, maybe. But but he's he's a bad man. He's a bad don't, man. Don't get me so jacked up like that, man. Could you see it? It's like there's nothing. I'm like, oh damn it, Sykes. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be it. I think uh i would yeah i would appreciate i think i would uh i would appreciate being an athlete mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah like, definitely yeah. the whole the whole, yeah. whole jit, jit side of things and like wrestling that that that's the worst side that would definitely draw me man for yeah. sure yeah yeah, yeah. we're just mma in general that that's yeah, okay. that's so exciting so sorry even just kind of training the little training that we do right now obviously lockdown yeah. wise it's it's so invigorating man knowing that like yeah. this is this is this is that you have to involve all of this like you have yeah. to be so about this process uh, it's fun. It's fun optimizing it in in the actual learning of oh, this is how you throw a jab and this is how you mm-hmm. throw a cross. Um, but then also the back end of like dealing with the head the head game, and I'm sure this is, yeah. this is similar across all sports. Um, but yeah, just just nerding out about how the body moves as well. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. I was watching uh, I was watching shot put, and it, have you heard these? What, what are they called? Uh, it's like wired, wired, or or, or something on YouTube. Where they break yeah. down like um, how far can you actually humanly throw a shot put, or how far can you, how far, how far, how fast can a human run, or why is it impossible for a human to run past like X miles per hour? Um, mm. Breaking down the, the biomechanics of it all, so so interesting, and le- learning about how uh, these techniques are developed for whether yeah. it be fighting or whether it be throwing something or whatever. I think that stuff's just mega interesting, man. Mega yeah, interesting. Sure. Yeah, yeah, send me yeah. send me a link to especially the the the, the speed one. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I will do. I will do. Yeah, yeah. I will just randomly watch them. You know, you kind of sit there watching, eat, eating food sometimes. You're like, I, I should watch something kind of vaguely thought inspiring, like uh, yeah. rather than just kind of watching like How I Met Your Mother or something. 
<laughs> as it, yeah. like, uh, um, man, what was I going to say? It was, uh, oh, fuck, I forgot. Oh, that was it. I was going to ask you the question is like, if it would be about that MMA life, like, as in being an MMA athlete. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so you'd yeah. be like, cause the question I have is like, you'd be happy to take some smacks to the head knowing that at 50, everything might fall out. Yeah, I think so. I think so. But then I, I think you've got to, I don't, I don't, I don't know. And I, I think this is such a subjective thing, man, because mm. you don't know what's going to happen. I could, I could, mm. I could look after my brain and look after my joints and thing, and then just walk outside tomorrow and get hit by a car. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, obviously, like I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to go out there and get punched in the face. Like, ideally, you, you kind of, you work at like a mighty mouse, right? Like, you, you hit and don't yeah. get hit. And that's mm. that's the I've got a massive head, right? So I need to be really good at slipping <laughs> and rolling and all that stuff. <laughs> so it's, it's I think I think it's just uh, I'll, I'll definitely definitely um, take that risk. But I, I think you tailor your game to the point where, okay, I'm going to stand at this range, but then I'm going to try and come inside and clinch and and, and work that part of my game because when you like this is one of the best things that Silvio says about about jujitsu and wrestling is that there's no like stretch to the head. Like you're not mm. you're not going to get hurt through like brain damage. Hopefully, you're not going to drop in your head or anything. Um, but yeah, I think I would. I think I would. And I, 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 you see examples of it, obviously going that way. But then I would just think like, if it's a passion, if it's something that you're going to invest your whole life into, then you got to you got to not risk that, but you've got to just take all the precautionary measures you can and still do that. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And just like I, I, I wonder if there's anything that that is uh your man your man andrew i was gonna call him brian again there <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah brian. Like, like jude said i've got that image of brian the dog from family guy now is that when you say that <laughs> just there in his suit in his big gray suit like brian <laughs> He's, uh, um, i wonder if he, if he had any any insight into bringing the brain back to a state pre getting smashed in the head would that um, work? There's physical damage that goes on, man. Mm, I bet, uh, I bet. That's, yeah, that's um, the physical damage. I think as far as I know is um, repeated, taking it repeatedly can cause permanent damage. Is like mm. you can take physical damage and you can recover from it. It's like it's what happens during a concussion. Is like, you know, you've got a little bit of a physical you know, you got to take a little bit of physical damage to the brain. Essentially, it goes through some like bruising information and stuff, and then you got to give it the right amount of time and the right rehab, and then it recovers. Interesting. I think, I think, and um, but you know, taking something repeatedly, um, <clears throat> where it just that's the issue. One big issue is taking the hits repeatedly, especially having, uh, especially setting yourself up to take more hits when you haven't fully recovered. Mm. So. That's um, and that's what one of the things that happens with concussion is um, people go back too soon, and then it makes it more likely that they'll get it again, mm-hmm. and then they do get it again, and they take longer to recover from it, mm-hmm. and then the symptoms last a lot longer too. So um, it's just having the appropriate amount of recovery um, for that kind of thing. Um, yeah, doing everything you can to make sure your brain health is uh, mm. is up to, up to scratch. You're right. You ever had a concussion before? Probably. Um, when yeah. I fell off my bike in 2015, I landed on my head, basically. Yeah, yeah, same. I, yeah, right. 
Same, same thing. Like off, off a bike. bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off, off, yeah. off a bike on, onto like, yeah, straight to the pavement. Crack. Like, no, no helmet. No helmet. It was bad. No helmet. Jesus, yeah. dude. Like I had a helmet on, right? And it cracked all the way through. So exactly. The helmet like, broke. The helmet broke. The helmet what? cracked all the way through. Where so I'm like. Stop buying your helmets from Argos, man. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> or it was, that's how hard I hit the fucking ground. But yeah. <laughs> that's what yeah, I mean. Man. It's like. The fact that you're alive and you're not mangled brain, I'm not having a freaking. Uh, I, remember, I remember, like, so it was. This is so thick. It, it wasn't like my fault or the guy or the guy who, who, who whose car I hit because he cut in front of me's fault. It was both of our faults in the sense that it was pissing down with rain. I'm cycling home from work and I was just. It was when I was working in London, right? And mm-hmm. um, it was it was cracking down with rain. I was like, I want to get home and I just want to just chill out. And uh, I'm pedaling like hard, like on on like. So there's two lanes kind of going forward and the outside lane turns left as well. And I'm on the inside of this guy and mm. um, I'm keeping up with the traffic and the traffic's kind of going along at well, I don't even know how many miles an hour. And um, he doesn't indicate, but he's, he's there positioned to turn left. And I'm, I'm not thinking about whether he's going to go that way. I'm just thinking I want to get here. I want to get gone. Right. And he, mm. he just turns left and I hit his bonnet and just fly off the top of his bonnet and just straight like but the way i hit the floor and the way i stood up straight away straight away afterwards was almost like an instantaneous like crash and st- I stood straight up and was like what the fuck happened like <laughs> completely um just a complete snap reaction because i because i knew it was going to happen you know you kind of brace for impact a little bit right. and um yeah just kind of went over the top of the handlebars went over the top of his bonnet smashed my head into the pavement stood up my head like like it's slight scarring over here slight scarring on my nose and uh we're just like such so it's like totally in a in a haze and the guy was really nice he was like i'm really sorry i'm really sorry like, I'm, I'm, i was like no no don't worry about it i'm how you just i live here i'll go i'll go home it'll be fine and uh he was like you sure i'll take you to hospital and i was like no no i don't need to go to hospital i, don't, I can't bother it'll take it really yeah, yeah super nice of him like i'm sure cyclists out there have got horror stories but luckily this guy was nice and um i remember going home i like the same way i've got my headphones in my ear here i just i just bought a brand new pair of headphones like two days before and I was wearing them and it got cut. It like got severed. And I was like, oh man, I lost. Like I was looking at my headphones and uh, I, I was doing this. And I had I had this one. I didn't have the other one. I was like, oh man, I was so annoyed. And I remember looking in the mirror and being like, oh, it's all like, this was all like messed up. And my nose was cut and whatever. And then I remember like going here and being like, oh, oh it's just lodged in my ear. Like my headphone was just, <laughs> the thing was severed. But because I hit my head on this side, it cut yeah. somehow. And it was just like oh, lodged wow. behind like gravel and like blood. Oh, that's not very nice. That's not very nice. Yeah. So, yeah. so you like hit this part of your head? Yeah, like here somewhere. There's this this you can roughly see it. I don't even know if you can see it on the camera, but yeah. It's it's not not that deep, but yeah. It was concussion for sure. I'm gonna go and go work the next day. Everyone's looking at me like, Are you okay? I'm like, Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I didn't sleep at all the whole the whole night. My head just Shit. throbbing. And oh. uh, my mentor will be like go and see somebody right now. And I'm like, I'm fine. He's like, no, you're not. <laughs> Good, did you yeah. go to the hospital? Yeah, I went to, hospital. I went to a walk-in place and uh, they just said, yeah, you're, you, you've got a concussion. Like, you should take a few days off of work and just go and chill out. And uh, yeah, it was, it was, mm. it, was, it, was, it, was it wasn't bad, but it wasn't yeah. like, it wasn't okay either by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, geez. That's lucky, man. Especially like that part of your head where you, like, you still got some thick skull there as well. Because uh, so. without, like, <laughs> it's like, it's like without, yeah, without a helmet. I mean, that's yeah, that's kind of fuck, man. That's lucky. 
Yeah, yeah. My, my, my fat ass landing on my head, like at that kind of angle. It's not going to go well, but yeah, the pa- the pavement pavement's like heavily dented now. I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry, council. You're going to have to repair that. <laughs> yeah, that what, what, ha- what happened in your, in your what happened in your one? Oh, my one, man, it was it was fucking pathetic. <laughs> it, was, it was so lame, but it was one of those. Well, I'm like, I, I have no idea how it happened. I've just been pissed off about it ever since. It was uh, <laughs> so like uh, you, because you were around Liverpool Street at one point, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, Bishopsgate, um, mm. outside the main entrance of Liverpool Street Station, the traffic lights are there. I used to have um, uh, what is it, cleats as well. So I, would, I was clipped mm. into my bike, and then I'm just waiting for the traffic lights to turn green, and then I start going. And uh, uh, start to go, and then I felt a little jam. And I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, like it's it's fine because I got it back under control again. But then I started picking up a bit of speed, and I was it's probably only like fifty feet down the road, and uh, there was just a, a jam again. So my handlebars just like just did this, oh. and I went over the top of them, and my hands were still on the handlebars. So you can imagine me flying through the air, <laughs> like, like my hands on the handlebars. So I'm like I'm going head first, like. Driving, oh, at the, shit. driving at the floor, it was ridiculous. And I and I kind of and I because the way the handlebars jammed, they went to my left, and so they threw me over, and I was kind of turned, and so I landed on the right side of my head. Oh man! And like it's as if like I just got suplexed onto my neck. Here. So it kind of was like that, and so that's where you can imagine like it's right here. So that's like a pretty thin part of the skull, and luckily yeah. I was helmet because that's why like the, the helmet ended up breaking through oh man you just like crack through it and um but yeah same sort of thing whereas like you you land you fall but there's that for some reason there's the second of wherewithal where you're like yeah, yeah. I'm not behind me just to check that there was no traffic coming because it was at traffic lights and if mm. there was traffic you're lucky because there's just not there's not much speed so i just look behind me i pick up my bike and i take it over to the side of the road and uh, put it up on the pavement and then i take a second to just like check in you know that's when you just go mm. oh what the fuck just happened and then I'm alive. I'm like, yeah exactly i'm alive i've got my hands on my knees i'm just like trying to think is like can i feel myself is my are my arms okay like you know what's mm. hurting yeah. and there's there were there were several people i think there were four people it was like three guys and a woman who were there and they're like mate are you okay like uh Jesus, to, nice them, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's nice of them as well, especially because you imagine, like, in that area, it's just busy city execs and stuff like that, and city mm-hmm. folks. Mm-hmm. And just like everybody's just rushing, 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 but there were actually like people who actually, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And uh, Business, so I just yeah. went completely mad, busy ass area. So it's like usually people just don't give a shit. And uh, but they like uh, they were together and they stopped, and uh, they were like, "Are you okay? Do you need uh, do you need a hand?" And and I just kind of I looked at them. So, but when I looked at them, I didn't see any faces. <laughs> I, it was it was as if like the upper part of my vision had blurred out, and I could see the lower half of them. <laughs> so that's how I could what tell like, three, three guys and a woman because I saw three sets of trousers in the skirt, <laughs> basically. What? But I couldn't I couldn't make out the faces. I was like I was like starry eyed and blurry. Oh, so I was like, oh fuck, maybe there's something maybe there's something wrong. And I was like, because it was literally three minutes from work, I was going into work, so I just went. Uh, no, I just work around the corner and lucky it's a healthcare clinic. I'm just going to go see somebody there. Mm. And uh, so I just walked my bike over 
I got in and then, yeah, that was that. So I canceled my first client because that was 15 minutes later. I had all the, like the cuts and grazes and stuff oh, and, and, uh, and I just needed to make sure I was okay. And the chiropractor just looked at me and just get, and, like gave me a little once over just to make sure that I was just to make sure I was all right. Oh, and then so I was like, yeah, I'm, I was like, I'm fine. I'll still, I'll still, I'll still do my next session. Oh. So next session comes in, start training, <laughs> start training him. And about five, 10 minutes in while I'm explaining an exercise, I start explaining it and I was going into it. And then I just stopped myself and I just looked at him. I go, does it sound like I'm blurring, slurring my speech? Huh. And he went, what? <laughs> no, you're fine. I was like, cause it feels like I'm slurring my speech. Oh my. <laughs> So he was like, up. you're fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was like, he was like, you like, no, no, you're fine. But for yeah. me, I was putting a lot of effort into talking so that it didn't. So I felt like, I, cause I felt like I was slurring my speech. So yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, up, man. yeah it, was, it, was, it was weird. And it was just one of those things where like the chain jammed, threw me off my handlebars. And like, uh, it was just an innocuous thing where I was like, all right, fine. Why'd you do that? Uh, fuck you, Mike. I'm kicking you now. <laughs> That's bad. Give me one second. We're right back. One second. Yeah, one second. No worries, man. No worries. All right, like, we're back. We're back. That's a crazy story, man. That's yeah. a crazy story. You've, uh, yeah, it's it's not whenever that kind of shit happens. I remember what happened to me once when I was playing rugby, and uh, right. this 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 guy would kept getting he kept getting kind of offloaded the ball, and he would just try and run at our line as hard as he could. And we were playing mm. a really good team as well. And uh, I remember like him kind of running into a few of our players and then those players not necessarily being able to take the hit and not being able to kind of take him down as well. And I'd be like, okay, cool. I'll, let, me, let, let me just try. Let me just try. And he was a similar size to me. I remember us two just kind of running at each other and like him running at me and me running at him. Not, not, not necessarily running at him to, to tackle him. Just running at him to stop him because he was really good. He was really wow. good. And I remember us just like plowing into each other. And I'm sure, I'm sure it was like, head contact or whatever I, both of us weren't wearing a scum crap like that, like that would help and um yeah <laughs> that i definitely had concussion from that i definitely Damn. had concussion from that way we're just like i remember standing up and just being like i can taste weird things in my mouth i don't know what yes. these things are but like That's you just happened. feel you just feel messed up and uh Damn. yeah after the game you're just like what the hell is going on right now but yeah it's not it's not not a fun thing not a fun <laughs> was that 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 was a head-to-head -head collision yeah, it was just like both because 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 it was it was the same the same kind of breakdown each time where they would offload the ball to, to they would offload offload the ball to him he would run onto the ball and just run into our line and then we would have mm -hmm. to take him down it was sometimes it would take like two two people to tackle him or maybe even more and then it would it would um it would rook and no yeah yeah it would rook and then they would they would recover the ball they would pass it out again he would do he or someone someone similar like him would do would do the same thing again and. Um, on that breakdown, I was like, another one. I know what they're going to do. So I was like, I'm going to try and tackle him. And uh, we just hit each other like super hard. And I remember like, every, everyone just coming like, ooh, like that was a hard hit on both sides. And, you could um, like hear it as well, right? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and it was, yeah, it was a proper, it wasn't on that. I can, I can still kind of remember it. Like, remember, luckily I can remember it. My, my memory is completely gone. Um, <laughs> yeah. I remember like people being like, ooh, that was a, that was a hard hit. But um, yeah not advisable maybe just yeah. kind of let him run let him run and just tap his ankle on the way through or something just don't don't just take it don't just be like i can i can take it like yeah not clever, oh, man. Not clever. brutal that's what it's like rugby's like just uh just car crashes man that's all that stuff is 
but it's 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 you know, I respect the hell out of those guys, so especially like mm-hmm. Aussie rules guys, the one the ones that the ones that put mm-hmm. sevens and stuff. Sevens for sure. Sevens because they're they're athletes, man. They're absolute like beasts to cover a whole rugby pitch and be like yeah. six and six other people and yourself. That's violent, man. That is <laughs> the level of level of fit level of fitness you gotta have to do that. It's crazy. Yeah, that's it's brutal. It's yeah, uh, yeah I don't know, man. Actually, yeah, never that's one sport that I never really played. It was never really exposed to as a kid. It's uh, mm-hmm. rugby. It's fun, man. It is fun. Yeah. And I think I think it's it's, it's always good. Like the, the camaraderie of like rugby guys is uh, is always talked about, right? But it's it's mm. yeah, it's definitely different to other sports. It's yeah. weirdly, I don't, I don't know why, but it's uh, I think I think weirdly it's linked to cricket in a way, where like you you see kind of the the camaraderie again. It's it's cricket and rugby for some reason have a similar kind of thing. Where football, I don't think football has the same. Football is kind of a bit more flashy, right? Kids, the kids that play football kind of almost have a bit more. Uh, it's not, it's not, it's not as kind of gritty. Whereas both cricket mm. and rugby, you end up kind of you hear stories about kind of just going down the pub afterwards and just right. you know, kind of getting smashed. Whereas rock football, you don't necessarily hear that. Right, is uh, as in amongst the players. Yeah, players and the whole okay. kind of just just the whole like uh, occasion around the game is usually like okay, play the game and then just go here afterwards and just get smashed. That's, oh, that's right. what you no, hear with most of the players. Yeah, no, it's definitely there's it's definitely there in football as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. I yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's like uh because yeah, you didn't play much football, right? No, no. Yeah. You used to suffer football. Yeah, like uh no, it was yeah, it's still there. It's just uh, like I think Sam will testify to that for sure as well because oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he did like uh, t- uh he did like Sunday league football for a good ten years. Oh wow. And, um and uh, yeah, is uh, the boy? Yeah, the boys would be up at tournaments and stuff like that. Actually, like in your neck of the woods as well, like in Leicester and Wolverhampton, oh, nice. Um, nice. other areas around there. And uh, yeah, they'll play. Like, it's supposed to be like a four or five match tournament, so they'll play a couple games on the Saturday, and if they make it through, they'll have mm-hmm. games on Sunday. Okay. Um, yeah. So even if they made it through. They'll get fucking hammered on the Saturday night, oh, shit. <laughs> and, then, and then playing the next day. It's just wild. like, how, yeah, it's wild, man. Like, how did you do that? How is that even possible? That's crazy. Uh, that's like, yeah. the, the young, the young body. You just yeah. made a magic at that age, man. Do everything yeah. you want. That's it. Yeah, but you're gonna pay for it. The, yeah. You're writing that check. It's gonna get cashed. Yeah, that's what's happening. It's like yeah. it's what we talked about with Grace last week, which was uh, you know you just uh, you get to get to thirty years old and people think you know you just you're supposed to break down. It's like nah, mm. that's not true. It's just it's just what you've done to yourself over that period of time, Too which uh, determines whether you're going to break down or not. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Totally agree. And I think that that's it's so much fun when you meet people that kind of almost well the, the kind of circles that we run, we run in right now. Um, everyone's just after getting better, getting better, mm-hmm. being better. Optimizing this, optimizing that, optimizing the other. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, this this is what this is what life really needs. It's just kind of people yeah. to think about optimizing all this shit, and then eventually yeah. we're all gonna, you're going to start breaking down. But hopefully, you want it to be as as controlled as possible, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it exactly. Yeah. To like have more of a say in it than uh, than otherwise, because that's that's the thing. It's like you probably had it as well, but I remember like, you know specifically with one client in their fifties who was like, I'm in better shape than I was once we've like by the time we finished training so i'm in better shape than i was when i got married and mm. i'm close to being in the best shape that i've ever been in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're like you're in 50 you, you're 50 you know so there's 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 always there's always something for you to get better at there's always something for you to improve on for your sake for the sake of your own 
health and the quality of your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. And there's, there's viewers or listeners and viewers listening to this right now. Um, what What is it about your life that you want to improve and get better at over the next five years? Like five years. Mm-hmm. Random questions to throw out there. They're like, what's... Uh, What's the goal? What are, what are, what are we? What 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 purpose are we uh, are we working toward? That's a good question, man. It's a very yeah, good question. Yeah, yeah. It's a thought provoking yeah. question. It yeah. can uh, it can it can strike a strike a fire in someone, or it can make them feel a little bit awkward. <laughs> oh, I think it's good. I think it's yeah. good if it feels. Either way, it's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely, man. Definitely, uh, I think it makes you question a lot of, uh, like you said, questions, right? Questions yeah. about whether you're doing the right, the best practices, and what those practices. Or well, back to that, back to that same kind of uh, analogy at the start about that that show chopped, where it's like, mm. are you coming to are you coming to the ingredient table with with uh, a lot of shitty ingredients and expecting it to turn into a nice shiny cake, um, or do we need to work on these ingredients? Do we need to work on these little the, the factors of your life to make sure that they add up to a good sum at the end of it? Yeah. Yeah, man. Exactly, man. You can always uh, substitute in better ingredients, right? Mm. Get your ass to the grocery store, man. (laughs) How far are we going to take this analogy? (laughs) (laughs) Just, just, yeah, organic, the organic grocery store. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Take it to the, go down the organic aisle. That's the one. Yeah, free from. (laughs) (laughs) Be careful what kind of free from, though, man. Yeah. Just get a load of free from. Too right, too right. Fake it, fake it. Exactly yeah, right. right. Yeah, it just made me think uh, when you talk about rugby as well. Were there any sports that you wish you had been more involved in or played more? Um, or actually played at all? Ice hockey. Oh, is it? I wish, I wish I got exposed to that shit young because I, I get onto an ice rink and I'm so shit. I hate it. Yeah. I hate that I'm shit. And uh, I want to, <laughs> yeah, ice hockey, oh, loads, everyone, loads. Here we go. Ice hockey, like ice hockey, because you get the chance to just beat the shit out of people as well. <laughs> no, I remember watching Mighty Ducks when I was little, being like, "That's yeah. amazing!" Yeah, we watched Mighty, Mighty Ducks. Ducks. What a film, man! What Flying film, man. V. Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember any of the, the references. I remember. I remember the duck mouth just being super sick and having yeah. the cross, the cross sticks. Dude, like super awesome. Um, yeah, and then swimming. Like, I wish. I wish I'd kind of taken that further. I, I learned to swim like too late. I was super lazy with it um yeah man gymnastics for sure that would mm. be super fun yeah super yeah, super fun but yeah. uh yeah yeah just 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 any and all any and all man just ex- a lot of a lot of exposure i think you can take it super far I'm, I'm, i think i think my kids have got a lot to look forward to in terms of like just being pushed into every, every physical <laughs> and like mental endeavor it's like yeah you gotta go from this class yeah. to the next class to the next class i'll drive you everywhere i don't give a shit yeah but, exactly uh, Let's figure this out. So the kids, they're probably going to be like, back the fuck up, dad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's too much. <laughs> it's like, I just want to play with my Tonka truck. <laughs> like, nope. You take that truck. We're going to go gymnastics. And play with it. Play with it in the pool afterwards. <laughs> exactly. That's the other thing. That's going to be an interesting one is, uh, you know, imagine like, you know, they end up being like so different to what, what you envisage or mm. what like uh even like so different to yourself you know is like uh, you just you look at him you're like how did you how did you come out of me yeah <laughs> i don't I, how, did I, like what's where did this come from it's like you, nothing from? like uh nothing like what i thought there's you don't care about uh you don't care about uh, you know being physical let's say like imagine imagine that was a thing 
it's like okay how do we reconcile that how do we how do we mm. figure this out it's interesting man that's a really yeah. interesting topic that's that's crossed my mind before for sure but it's, it's mm. just like then the, the game starts all over again you know i mean the yeah. game just starts all over again like how, how do i i have to create some kind of bridge with this human and yeah you just figure it out and i suppose you can't play the game on your terms you have to just play the game on the games on play play by the game's rules right yeah you, but you know the outcome has to be the same i have to i have to form some kind of partnership with this with this human to make sure that i can give them the best and then to a certain extent if they want it this these are the things that have served me well so do you mm. do you want these things or do you want to crack on with whatever you're doing so, yeah, yeah yeah exactly that's where it comes down to yes so it comes down to those fundamentals again is like what can we use that will apply as best as possible in any domain mm. rather than just giving them skills in one particular thing right <clears throat> too right man too right mm. yeah i remember hearing this thing about like uh amish amish people and they have right. uh like the higher the highest um i'm gonna get this wrong now but i think it's like the word is like shafa shafa and that means like a worker that you're mm -hmm. a worker in in any any domain like you are the person who just will be a grafter for it and that's yeah. that's like these little virtues that you want to pass on like without without being too constrictive in, in what things you're teaching your, your child or whatever you want to pass on like virtues like that like like mm. just be a workhorse like you, you whatever whatever you whatever you pick just be the hardest worker in the room and you'll yeah, be cool man. yeah man. yeah exactly because it doesn't matter like there's this conception is for like you know you, you you've got a certain level of ability and that's it you're just gonna live up to that it's like nah man mm. as uh it doesn't matter because if you don't work then that ability doesn't shine through mm. and mm. if you do work you, like you can surpass that ability as well and so right, uh, in, so basically in either case you just gotta work yeah 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 yeah, yeah man it's like, it's like i think yeah. it's like a lot down lot to do with exposure to to role models young because then you start you start like what we talked about earlier about the problem with school sometimes is, is you don't see the end goal you don't see like what are my efforts going towards whereas if you, if you if you know that there's been people who have gone through physical endeavors or even mental endeavors and have achieved amazing things having having done that then you start tying your own journey to that similar kind of uh path right yeah it gives gives more meaning to what you're doing and even, yeah. even if the person in front of you like your teacher or your, your parent or whatever isn't inspiring you can you can kind of find inspiration from from people that have always that have done and been before you, right? Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, yeah. Peterson said some. Jordan Peterson said something really, like, is profound. Again, same sort of thing. I'm going to fuck it up as well. But it was basically, um, who you admire is a manifestation, or what you admire is a manifestation of what you, what you value. And uh, mm -hmm. I think it's something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but basically, that. yeah, because basically the point was, um, so like, you know, you could take it to the extreme end with like, uh, with athletes, for example, everybody admires look up to athletes because it's just what's taking place is somebody fulfilling potential right before your eyes, right? And so when you admire that, that's your own way of basically saying, I want the same thing. And you wanting the same thing is basically you wanting to achieve your potential, but it feels, yeah, and, and that's and that's why there's there's uh, inspiration or admiration placed on um, people in those domains because you can see it happening in front of you, and then you know, it's uh, that's yeah, that's basically what it is. It's mm -hmm. like admiration is just a manifestation of 
uh, you wanting to uh, of like the, the, potential, the potential you see yourself but you're seeing it somewhere else yeah. and you're wanting to uh, you're wanting to yeah, draw inspiration from it I guess at some level it's like there's one thing where because you can see how like uh, there's a lot of frustration as well there's like uh, yeah it's 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 an interesting first of all to me this like it's an interesting uh, world where people are admired to that to that extent and there is that inspiration people are put up on a pedestal that's the problem is um i think uh, is uh, where it's put up on a pedestal is like and it, it's essentially the by putting something up on a pedestal we're automatically making it unattainable without mm. realizing it mm. you see what i mean because when you put something up on a pedestal you're glorifying something and when you glorify something it just feels like it's something that's unattainable and even though it's something that you want, you're putting up in a position where you can't achieve it. Mm. Whereas, um, and that's that's the there's the beauty in seeing somebody achieve something on that level, which is um, they're going they're, like you're seeing potential being fulfilled right in front of your eyes, and that's an incredible thing to witness because of everything that goes goes behind goes on behind the scenes to make that happen. But because that's also the only thing that the you're seeing, like the tip of the iceberg, that's the only thing that you're seeing. It's uh, like it's a beautiful thing to witness. But then if you're not seeing or if you're not aware, I haven't become aware of what the process was to to get to that level. It's uh, it instills even more of a fixed mindset is uh, is what happens because you're just like, oh, that just level of ability just happens. It just comes about. And it's like, no, you haven't seen the 10 years to become the overnight success, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's, yeah, it's it's a fascinating thing to observe. Yeah, like like famous people achieving stuff and yeah, yeah. How, how so-called regular folks' a reaction to that is. Too right, man, too right. And I think that's, that's where, like, last week talking to Grace, um, the overarching feeling we talked about this earlier in the, in, in the week as well is like having somebody come to you tell you that every day I do this every day this is this is how I do this is what I do and this is why I get to be great at what I do that mm. getting having that understanding young I think is so important because then you don't yeah. spend years wasting kind of like oh I should do this and I should do this and so like like have exposure to all these things when you're young when you're little when you're a teenager but then as you kind of progress into late teens and, and 20s well let's find some routine let's find some structure and let's mm. stick to stick to our guns right and ride that train all the way and, and by then you should kind of know naturally what propensities you have and then then it's a case of just application right just kind of show yeah. up every day and just see how far you can you can ride this train yeah man mm. fully mm. it's like yeah regardless just <laughs> catch that train don't miss it and then ride be an active active participation participant on that journey that's it man that's it yeah exactly that's That's good should we we call it ever i think so that sounds like a good place to call it but before we do we should announce something about next week right oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah should i do it you want to do it i think you need to do this bro i think i'll do this i think i'll do this so so uh we're gonna have another guest pow pow a special special guest a very special guest to uh to myself and uh yeah he's it's gonna be a fun episode guys it's, it's this is tj coming on the podcast next week um i've, I've dropped name dropped him here and there and in different contexts in different ways and uh it's gonna be a fun episode it's gonna be a fun episode to, to have him on and to hear his thoughts on a lot of different stuff because i know i know there's things he wants to talk about 
and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, very much looking forward to it. So if you're if you're after a, a opinionated episodes, somebody who's who's done the reps in so mm -hmm. many different ways um, nice. and earned the right to speak, that's that's definitely there with CJ. Um, yeah, tune in next week, next Sunday. We should have the episode up by uh, by Monday, hopefully. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, man, it'll, it'll be it'll be a great episode. Oh, epic, man! That sounds uh, sounds fun. I've been wanting to speak to him for a while. Yeah, it's like ever, ever since you mentioned him several times, I was like, "Who is this TJ man? I need to speak to this guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, need to, I need to get get in his head, see how he see how he operates, and see what I can learn from this guy." Too right, man. Too right. Oh, it's gonna be a fun episode. Wicked, man! It's gonna be a good chat. Looking forward to nice, it. Nice, bro. Great chatting with you, man. It's uh, it lovely. Fun it's as always. Pleasure. Fun as always. Yeah. Exactly, man. Making me making me think on the edges of uh, of my intelligence and my wherewithal, and my <laughs> awareness. Went everywhere with the conversation today with kids and, and uh, sporting endeavors and all, all sorts. Good, yeah, chat. Good, exactly. Good chat, man. Good chat. Exactly, man. People tell us what you think as well. If uh, if you enjoyed the episode as well, uh, please uh, on the platform you're listening to, just give us a rating and give us a comment. Uh, get in touch. Tell us what you think. Um, give us your opinions on the kind of things that we're talking about as well. We really want to know. Uh, what you guys think as well is rather than just being a, a potentially an echo chamber is uh, we want to we want to hear some thoughts from you as well and maybe thoughts about what you'd like us to talk about as well that's always that's always useful because uh makes makes for better conversation if we can get different ideas going on too right helps out the podcast and it helps us to help you guys for sure 100 exactly yeah got to get the word out there let's evolve achieve thrive together love it ride that train baby Ride that train. All right, peace.